I wish I could hire that girl right there. <laughs> I mean, I guess I kind of do, but I don't know if it does. It, I hope that comes across in the podcast. I love it. Recording in <laughs> yeah, progress. Yeah. That Dude, report. Every, every time we're <laughs> meeting, I'm like, I love that voice. It's great. So I'm glad you commented on it. <laughs> yeah, they should have it like as a soundboard so I can just have her tell me things, you know. Good job, Kyle. You know what? I, you, I, you could probably Google that. You, you're probably not right. I, I bet you're right. Like they did uh, the purple sheep, the purple sheep, purple shep or whatever. He had he, his whole voice was done like that. So somebody there, there's there's things I just, you know, you know, I lack ambition. I just I just want people to bring it to me when I just want to say it. And then the universe be like, Kyle, here it is like a waiter or I mean, something. You know, you know, I'm kind of hippy dippy with that shit. So I, I kind of believe that way anyway. So, you know, there you go. That's All right. It. I, I ain't got to throw, I ain't got to throw you fire to convince you then. That's it, brother. No, it's already, it's already done. The universe says it is so, so it is. So, so here we are. So. You're, you're going to have that come your way. Hey, welcome to the show. Robbie ripple. Hey, <laughs> thanks a whole lot. Kyle Dunbar. Doing better. I think, come on. If I fuck up your name, ah, feel free to do the same. Purpose. Well, yeah, for sure, because uh, it's my favorite uh, drink, Ripple. Ripple. Yeah. And you're you're the only person I know with a name close enough to be close Robbie enough. Ripple. Yep. So, like, I always think of Sanford and Son. You know? Yeah, dude. Me too. Every time. So I'm glad you're on the same page. No, I do. I do. You don't. Every time I think you of don't. Ripple, I, I think okay. fucking. I think of fucking that crazy old man and his bottle of Ripple. I don't remember it exact because I was a kiddo, but I do think of that. I feel like it was always in a bag. Fred Sanford. I don't know if the brand didn't change. Yeah, Fred Sanford. Yeah. Come as yep. Elizabeth. Coming up there, Elizabeth. <laughs> Wait a minute. I used oh, to make up I used to make up lyrics to that song because it seemed like it was missing some. Yeah. I'm a junk so- man. I'm a junk man. I'm a junk man and I'll sell some junk. Mm, mm. <laughs> buy some junk. Buy some junk. That's a, uh, yeah. <laughs> you I love know, that show, really. If we had video right now, you would have seen me like smiling, like really authentically and dancing like a fucking idiot. So like <laughs> nothing new. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> no, that's you're, that's that's that the way thing. I imagine you talking at all times. You mean there's sometimes when you're not smiling foolishly and dancing like an ignorant fool? I don't know what you call it, like an idiot. <laughs> idiot, ignorant fool, same thing. I'm down with either way, man. I'm having a blast. <laughs> yeah, I find ignorance is is far underrated. People, uh, I would rather be ignorant than dumb. You know, and Absolutely. ignorance is bliss. So it's probably the smartest choice. And dumb is something you can't really fix so much, you know, ignorance. You can just, you can turn on a YouTube and then you're fucking genius all of a sudden. That's it. Ignorance is a choice to be, to be not knowing dumb is just, you're just stupid. Yeah. If I'm ignorant, I can just go pay my Google bill. I can go pay my Verizon and be like, I'm a genius again. What was (laughs) that? You said, let me check. (laughs) Debunked. I, oh my God, I, I my do wish people God. would like my default when someone tells me a story that would go um, against how I understand things to be. 
or that would challenge that, my default is to search immediately for the story that would debunk or that would talk about that from the opposite side and then read backwards. So someone tells me, hey, you need to check out this guy. And then I, I go and I check out all his detractors. Right. And then I check out that guy. But <laughs> I feel like that's missing in a lot of cases. And in, in a lot of cases, it's like everybody. They just go, oh, you got to check out this guy. And they're like, well, I'm going to go check out that guy. They go and they check out that guy. And like, oh, fuck, 100%. That's the way it must be. Like with so little challenges to the information they're receiving. Like, I think we need to challenge some stuff a bit more often. Uh, I think that's your your purpose here on Earth to challenge things and uh, to create a, 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 a group of people to also challenge. So, I mean. I think as an artist, that that makes sense to me, right? Yeah, I got Absolutely. you. As an artist, your job is to challenge the status quo or society. That's true. But, yeah, we get paid to fucking paint pictures. Or well, or or to I mean, Banks. I don't know. I always talk about Banksy. I love that guy so much. He's fucking. Ah, he's like right. the genius of all artists. You know, there's going to be a higher level of art that comes. I'm sure. Maybe in these NFTs or something. Who fucking knows? Dude, NFTs. <laughs> holy shit. That's like a brain bending, mind melting thing that I'm trying to wrap my brain around um, because it's weird and cool. And like I'm gaining more knowledge of it, but I don't know if I'm gaining more understanding, if that makes sense. Like I'm getting the facts. But like, yeah, I, I got it. Like, I can't. Here it is. People yeah. are dumb. And you can always just like just like uh, who's at Berkshire Hathaway. Warren Buffett, uh-huh. just like Warren yeah. Buffett said, it's not really that people are dumb. They are impatient. And so Ooh. now there's this new thing and people are also excited by new thing. And so with new and impatient, you can find people that are going to be happy to just buy the most popular NFTs. And so the people who have been making the most money off of it are also people who dedicate a lot of time to promoting those NFTs. It's as all things in life. It is about distribution. Yeah. So like, like the, the larger number that you, and, and that seems to be what I notice is buying it. All the people that not buying it, but that are, that are making money off it. All the people that I see that are making good money off it. It's not like Quentin Tarantino, who's releasing a couple of NFTs from his movie. I mean, that will probably be made some money off of, but there's like kids, right. And they're making stupid fucking cartoons. And then they promote their stuff and and then impatient people want to get on the top of, well, how do you do that? How do you know what's a good NFT to buy? I don't know. Look at the one they're all talking about. Well, they're all talking about the one that the kid's generating all the talk, you know, yeah. and he's a kid. He's just an artist. He, he's like 13 years old and he's making a fucking monkey or some shit like that. I swear to God, that's what I've, that's what I've seen Dude, the most out of NFTs. On? My belief. I, I'm Holy wrong about shit. most things. Somebody no, else. No, no, I'm talking me. about the 13-year-old kid thing. I, I, I'm yeah. Like, like I'm seeing. Yeah, there's young kids that are making money off of it, but it's because they're so sad. My opinion is because it's they're so savvy with the social media that I've backs up the popularity of these NFTs. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So they 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 use the social platforms better than I. Man, I don't know how to do this. I have to have my wife and my assistant fucking work all this shit out. <laughs> I just said, no. no, I'm serious. I never even intended to be talking to you right now. You know, I don't like you that much. No, I'm kidding. But you, you know, <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to be sitting down doing a podcast. Not that I didn't want to. 
I just didn't imagine anybody would be interested in anything I or you would have to say to me. And so I left at that. But then, you know, I lack ambition. Candy and Mark. Mark said he needed shit for the for the website. And uh, Candy's been prodding me and making me do this all the time. Well, honestly, like the thing is, it's it's cool because it, like I you're right. I was on the social media. I saw Candy's post in some I think it was in the Ink Master group. Um, and I was like, yo, I want to be on there. That sounds like a fucking blast. So, uh, and it's, it's so different from what I usually do podcast wise. So it's, it's just, a what, lot what of are you doing podcast wise? Um, I've, I've seen a couple, I, I've seen the one that you did with halo. I was right there in the audience. Okay. Yeah. So that was a while ago. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I, there, I took a really big break from that and I'm getting more into doing more interview stuff. Um, but more on like the, like, metaphysical mental well <laughs> mental wellness motivational type stuff um you know talking about struggles and shit that i've overcome and struggles that i'm going through and you know just I, like life experiences as a way of like letting are you still know. you're not living in the rv anymore though you were doing the rv life for a minute so dude, i did the rv life that was rough. so you you're a motivational speaker who has lived in a van down by the river yes i absolutely am <laughs> Right on. <laughs> right on. I get it. So you go to the high school and you say, hey, look at me, fuckers. See, see it could be harder. <laughs> it could be different. You fucking you little bastards all thinking you guys so bad and going home and cutting your wrists, fucking up my canvas. Listen here, you little turds. You could be living in a van. That's not at all what I would say. No. Okay. <laughs> but I love, I love your your Kyle Dunbar, uh representation of it. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Do you remember a Terry Gillum movie? Do you remember a Terry Gillum movie uh, with Jeff Bridges and Robin Williams called The Fisher King? You know, I remember hearing about it, but I, re- I never watched it. Oh, you're missing out, bro. But at any rate, <laughs> um, it's good. Good movie. It really is. But I love Terry. Terry Gillum is uh, the guy that did 12 Monkeys, and he used to do oh. the animation for Monty Python. So he did all the okay. cartoons. So Terry, I mean, uh, 12 Monkeys is one of my favorite movies and still reigns as one of my favorite movies of all time. Really? Right. I, yeah. I don't mind it, but I, I feel like yeah. he also did Brazil. If you remember, <laughs> if you like Brazil. Yeah. But at any rate, anyway, yeah. moving on. Terry, Terry Gillum in that uh, Jeff Bridges character theorizes that uh the, the the bum on the street serves as the reminder why you don't stab your boss in the neck with a pen. Yeah. I can dig that. I don't know how that related to the story now because I, I well, just did a brain fart and, and Moore was wanting to geek out on Terry Gillen for a minute. So I'm sorry. Well, no, I but I really think that had something to do. Uh-huh. No, the motivational stuff. Yeah. And that's honestly, oddly enough, that's that's kind of more the realm that I go in. Like, you know, not that's like what they should do for high school. Then you should set up a band of just like bums and just bring <laughs> them in as like oddities in a sideshow or something and be like, come to the Hall of Horrors, kids, and then walk them through. And they're all crack teeth out and shit. You know, but like, he's meth mouth. That's what that is. You guys like meth? Maybe you want some meth mouth. No, you want a kiss from this hooker? She she sucks dick for a living. That's what she does with that nasty mouth. That's how she makes her money. You guys want to do that for a living? Yeah, probably stay off the meth. You know, um, 
like I said, close. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, I mean, it's just more. It's less. It's less. It's less wild, fun, silly, and just more like motivational content. But like similar, similar where it's like, hey, man, you know, I lost my leg and I still love my life. You know, fucking, it actually made me appreciate shit more. You know. Yeah. Uh, and, well, um, first off, you you lost like twenty pounds right away, right? Like right I away. mean, Dude, overnight. So so side note, that joke is fucking hilarious, right? Every <laughs> okay. Time, every time Donna would try to fucking throw that out there to a group of strangers, like they yeah, would look it, at her like she was the devil, bro. Oh, like, well, she ain't uh, uh, they, they dude, ain't us then. <laughs> it, was, it was fucking hilarious because I would say the same joke either before or after she said the joke, and they all think it's funny as shit. Donna oh, yeah. Said, oh, well, dude, they're waiting like, for you to see how, how you feel about it. Like, it's like me making it's like me making a Tosh.0 joke around you. And everybody that's, looks at you like, oh, Kyle, you're a dick. I'm like, Come on. <laughs> you are the most famous of all ink masters. Like <laughs> I tried. I tried so hard to get famous and punch that little dude. And you have been on TMZ. Well, no, I guess the, no, there's no, been a couple other. OK, yeah, you weren't on TMZ yeah. then? I don't think so. I mean, if I, was I wonder which is viewed TV, more. What's up? <laughs> okay. I wonder which is viewed more TMZ I or I, I tell you what, um, due to the fact that Tosh talked a lot of mean shit about me and I was going into surgery the next day and it butt hurt me a whole lot. I'd rather be on <laughs> fucking TMZ because they're just telling the story and like making little right. jokes. Tosh yeah. came after me hard, bro. Like came after me hard. And I was just in the in the hospital room sad as fuck because i'm going into like surgery number six right <clears throat> and then i don't know if i'm gonna keep my leg and i'm like and you know me man i'm a fucking sad boy you know what i'm saying like yeah i'm mr positive but also like you got an eeyore tattooed on you no i have tigger tattooed on me <laughs> <laughs> of all the irony don't you think you should have eeyore on there be like yeah it's a nice day but it'll probably rain soon <laughs> like i'm inherently like that sad boy so, like, you know, when you're sitting there in a hospital room and you're about to go into surgery and you can't eat or drink anything because it's after midnight and you're afraid, you know, like, the last thing you want to do is get roasted by Taj.0. Did you, know, you watch like, it that same night? Bruh, yeah. Like, people were fucking... <laughs> people... people oh, they're twitter messages. Right, oh, yeah. Dude, oh, my God. And, like... You roasted people, you good, man. My favorite part about oh, it, though, was not about anything about you, but was the Kansas City. Kansas, wow, City's, about Kansas, City? Kansas City's known for meat that falls off the bone. Oh. Barbecue or whatever. Oh, uh, see, like that was okay, right? Fun, <laughs> fantastic, you know, like, you know, like a little, like pretty. That was okay. Dark, okay. Like, I didn't know. Dark. It's extremely dark. It's so dark. <laughs> but then Kansas City is known for that shit. But dude. Out of all the things he said, I feel like that was some of the most lighthearted shit, dude. Oh, he came after like what place I lost in on Ink Master, which has been plaguing me ever since. Like oh, okay. he called me fat, which is something you called me in public and realized it makes me sad. Fuck you don't like to be fat. You 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 used you were you're kind of a chubby chaser kid. Am I? I thought I thought that was your like thing. Like you went out to the had, bar with the I with the fat people line. bars and stuff. I had a clothing line called Fat Kids back in the day, 
And then like, See, and then I'm the bad guy for fucking pointing out that you got some weight around your waist. Listen, we'll fella, go jogging right? together. I'm not <laughs> sure about my weight, and I've been working on it. <laughs> but seriously, like at the end of the day, it is something. Like to be honest, it's it? something I'm insecure about. And like, yeah, you I just did the middle aged man. That was the middle aged man punchline. <laughs> like, Remember on Saturday Night Live? Sorry, no, go on. No, I don't. I'm fucking <laughs> you up. I should probably let me explain to people that are listening. Robbie broke his leg and then he had broke it like like wow, it like off. meat that meat fell off the bone. That's why I thought that joke was hilarious. We're in Kansas City and it's a barbecue place. We went to the barbecue place, but Robbie landed in such a way that what your whole tibia or whatever, right? It was a tibia, maybe a compound fracture. Um and the only thing that was holding my leg on was skin. And uh yeah. It was really weird because that was I, I had just done a motivational speech and then I go up on hooks and then I fall and break my leg off. Um, oh, do you think all the kids that were listening to you were like, fuck that? I ain't listening to what that guy said. No. Well, so <laughs> he said, be positive. And I'm like, nope, I think I need to be negative. <laughs> well, the funny thing is somebody from the audience came to visit me in the hospital um, and we all shared a good cry. Me, her and her husband um, and Donna about how like she was like, dude this shit touched me so hard. Like when you spoke, it touched me. And like, so sitting there in the hospital bed after your leg broke off, you went through your first surgery, you're scared. You know, your friend tells you to sue him. You don't know what to do. You're fucking like, you, you don't know how you're going to afford it. And you just feel like a fucking total failure. Cause you fucking broke yourself. Right. And then somebody right. comes in and says, Hey, guess what? That stuff you said right before you broke your leg, that fucking really helped me. And I'm going to change my life now. And since then has changed her life. And like has pulled herself out of the depression she was in and has really put in the work. And so like, it was just amazing. to see. Which like, just kind of proves you could have done it all along. What's taking so long. If you're depressed, just stop. Right. Right. And that, and that's kind of like, <laughs> Oh really? I thought that was a douchebag message. I was trying no, to, I was I, hoping I, you're going to be like, Kyle, that's wrong, man. Come on. Well, man. And, and it is wrong, but it is right. Like you have to decide to stop and then you have to take the steps to stop it. You know, and that's, that's what this person did. And they, they went through the therapy and like, like really, really, really so proud of them. And and it was just super stoked to see that even though I'm in the hospital breaking my leg, like people are still inspired by me. And you said so they like, went through therapy. I thought you were doing Scientology. Different thing, no, man. Wait, no, not you're not Ron L. Hubbard. <laughs> no, they didn't go through therapy. There's a whole reason I booked you. I got to talk to Candy. The fuck? <laughs> Ask Mark who he's doing here. I wanted Scientologists. We need something to get headlines. Where's my oh click on this one? Dude, I, <laughs> I couldn't imagine somebody being on your podcast and not having spoken to you prior. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It could be hard for him. Well, you know, no one has. I, I'm talking with a, with a friend of mine that's uh, a WWE commentator, and I'm really hoping. We, we text, but it's like long, long time passes between the texts. You know, that's right. the level of our friendship. I mean, I, I like right. guy enough. He likes me enough, but uh, there's more pressing things. Well, there's more pressing things in our day to day. Right. Right. That's what right. I'm guessing, at least because he said he would not charge me any money to be on my podcast. But then I was like, all right, let's do that today. When you need to, I will call you. He's like, I'm traveling back from Cincinnati. Fuck. Come on. Calm down. <laughs> and, and now now I, I so I did the balls in his court to plan a date. You know, I tried to avoid that because, that, you know, it takes forever. 
But now right. at least that right. I did that, then within six months, I can hold them up over the fire on it. Be like, whoa, dude, come on. You said, but you didn't. And, and so now we know. Dude, I, but, I, I can't mm-hmm. wait to, to see one where somebody has no idea really who you are. Because I know you. I love you. You fucking you've embarrassed me in public before. And that's hard to fucking do. Like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so like, oh, by calling you fat man. I'm sorry. No, no, that, you know, that. I don't no, mean no, no, that no, by no. it. Not even that. Just like you get so fucking silly and so ridiculous on some of your tangents. I just sit there giggling <laughs> and I read the room around me. And like some people are appalled, but most everybody is fucking in. So like but even it, if somebody was like, yo, Kyle sucks. That that person would get overran by all the people that were, and they'd be like, "Yeah, shut up." He's well, I want to, yeah, I want to hear it out. I want to listen. It sounds like, I mean, I don't agree, but I need this in my life. I feel that I kind of read the room too, and I'm always kind of astonished that more people though aren't saying like, you know, like, "Yeah, dude, sign up for the newsletter." Like, like Don is one of the few. You're it's you're more hesitant than Don. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> Yeah, because, but but most people are like and and now I so I'm reading the room at the same time, but um, I I don't know how to stop the belief, you know, because right. I feel it feels pretty right. Like if like if I'm phone arguing phone. that you should, as your best friends, uh, uh, a best man in his wedding, if his his fiance tries to fuck you, you should fuck her. If I'm arguing that. And everybody's like, no, no. And I have to be like, well, well, now hear me out. Let's imagine okay. this thing through, you know, I go through the time out. capsule. But you, you don't you see out. it right away. I figured maybe you'd see it as a tattoo artist, too. I've been in that situation. I've seen it unwind where I'm doing the tattoo on a guy and his friends right there. And we're covering up this X. And I'm like, I always say it when we're doing a cover up. I just if it's somebody's name, I'm like. He was a dick, huh? You know, or what's up with this fucking cunt? You know, I always say some shit because, you know, you get the chance to let this guy run that person down for a minute. You're, you're, uh, you're covering uh, up their name. They're not going to be like, actually, it's my father. And, uh, you know, what I mean, it's not right, right. They don't like that person anymore. Guaranteed. So let's have some fun. Let's hear the bad story. And the guy's sitting over there with his friend. His friend brought him in. Hey, yeah, I know Kyle. Kyle's a good guy, man. Fucking like, oh, yeah. How long you guys been friends? You know, and, oh, fuck. We've been friends since kindergarten. Well, right on, man. So why didn't you fucking tell him not to marry this cunt? You know, fuck. That's your job. Right. Ain't that your job? You know, oh, oh, she sucks good dick. And, and he didn't listen. And the guy's like, yeah, pretty much. That's it. I told him not to marry because she tried to suck my dick. I'm like, oh, and now in my head, it begins playing out. I, I know how it went. I, I know how it went because that girl said, you know, she was drunk at a party or whatever. And she was like, I'd suck your dick. And then he was like, that's not really funny. You know, and she leans in. It's like, no, for real, I would suck your dick. Whatever. Right. So that was what was said and what was going on. Right. And then he's like, no, I ain't doing it. And he ran. And he told his friend, he's like, dude. Your girl tried to suck my dick. And then he's like, oh, my God, we've been friends since kindergarten. I can't believe I know you wouldn't lie to me. I can't believe she would. So he runs off. And now he says, listen here, bitch. Why? Why the fuck are you trying to suck my friend's dick? That makes me think that you're a whore and I shouldn't marry you. And she says, honey, that doesn't even make sense. You know, I only like the way your dick tastes here. Let me show you. And bam, ah. unless unless you're planning on sucking your friend's dick to show him how much you care for him, then you got to fuck his old lady instead. Because at least then you're like, no, dude, I fucked her. 
Like, like that happened. Like, no way. Like, would I turn myself in? Look, I composed a text. I waited until I nutted and I pressed send. I took a picture of the used condom. Whatever it's going to be. You know, I, I, that is, is the amount of time. The amount of time that passes in between letting him know is the amount of deuce bag that you are. And sure, you're not going to be friends for a month, six months, maybe even a year. But he wasn't friends with after that girl. She was he was like, oh, my God, you're right. You do love the taste of only my dick. I can't believe. And we've been friends since we were kindergarten. And that guy lied to me. The piece of shit. I'll never have him in my life. I need a new best man. You know what I mean? Like that happened. And so, like, honestly, I think the only way to change I'm trying to think. You can't affect other people. You can only affect your own actions. So if I was that friend in that situation, what could have I done differently? I think he, he had he had to fuck her, right? Like, that's what he could have done differently. Anyways, exactly. So I'll argue something like that. I'm pretty passionate about it. And let's be honest, I'm fucking right. As much as you hate to admit it. Fucking right. Okay. The world ain't always fair. It ain't always pretty. It ain't always perfect. But this is right. You can hear now. It all makes sense. Like, like when you you have to like, yes, for the day, you're a douchebag for the month. You're a douchebag, you know, right? like, oh, dude, I heard you were getting married. What happened with that? My fucking douchebag ass best friend fucked her. Well, did he or did he save your life? You know, did he save right. you? It some, depends on your some alimony. Point. Yeah. Yeah. You might be paying on some kids that you don't even get to see and you get to watch some stranger raise them up. You know, that's fun. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be a blast now. Now there's other people affected from it. And she's a cunt. You already know she's a cheating cunt. So everything she does, she's going to raise those kids like a cunt, too. Now you got kids growing up in society that are just cunt ass raised kids. They might do good, but generally not. So I'm just saying you're pox on society now. You know, in this in this instance, I'll give you that. I'll give you that right. in this instance. There may be there may be other effective ways to handle it, but that is like <laughs> one straightforward motherfucker of a way to handle it, bro. <laughs> so, I'll, but but well, I have to read the room there. I see that a lot of people. I, I it's like I know not to tell them my opinion on abortion that should be allowed into the thirty sixth trimester at least. You know, like if anybody wants to kill you, if your mom wants to take you out, you, you fucked have the up. Right to do such. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to give her till you till you're like, you know, 2018. If she ain't figured it out by then, whether or not you're a wasted case. But, you know, and you get a day in court for sure. My mom's crazy. You can't fucking listen to her. She's batshit crazy. But if she is batshit crazy, she raised you, probably going to fuck up society. You might be too. Maybe we just. We, we get rid of two of them. So you're saying you, know? you should be able to kill your kids until they're 18. It's not kill. It's abort. It's not murder, I understand. You just you just <laughs> abort them uh, after, you know, into the 126th trimester or whatever, you know. Dude. <laughs> it's not murder. It's, uh, it's her body, her choice. You know... <laughs> I've not heard that one before, man. You you just hit me with two. I've not heard before. So well, let's just... imagine again, again, these things seem shocking at first, but when you really put them, put them all together in the context of like, now think about society, right? I can't co-sign. I can't co-sign killing your kids. man. Well, no, no, of course not. Whoever kills their kids really fucked up. You are a loser. 
Like, honestly, you fucking lost. But if you could, don't you think your kid's going to be acting a little bit better instead of thinking, you know, like, <laughs> dude, how many how many M80s are going to be in mailboxes when your mom can kill you? You know, I mean, that that is one way to view society. Yeah. I feel like we'd be living in yeah. a lot of pain as humans. But, you yeah. know, how, how many small shoplifters you're going to have at that young age, you know, if your mom can kill you? I used to steal your car from the fucking Macy's. I'd go through there because, you know, that's the best douchebag smell. I guess. I, I Candy, used to wear it when Candy I went to the guy and she says, I, 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 my husband really likes the smell of your car, but I hear it's douchebaggy. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I used to steal that shit in Macy's. But if my mom could have killed me, fuck no. So hold on. All right. All right. Now let's let this play out. In a society where you're allowed to terminate your children until they're 18. Let's go by trimesters again. I think it's okay. What's what, that? Uh, eight, okay. 18 times three. Let's say 36. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right. think that's so, right. But yeah. So look, all right. So you can you can you can terminate. Um, what does the world, what does society look like at this point? Because now like You've made this argument for the act. What what right. good is 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 coming well, from this act? All of a sudden, everybody's thinking about their breeding practices because most people don't want to kill their kids, you know. And the other ones are just—they're all ending up dead, so they're not out there rebreeding, making more fucked up shit. You know, I think it's the solution. I know it's a, it's a Thanos way kind of thinking about <laughs> it. Seems kind of you know Thanos way. Because that is the best fucking explanation. <laughs> Donna's got me into watching all the Marvel movies now, like so I can oh, God. get to know him when we have the new baby, so I can watch all the movies with him and know them all with him. But like, well, dude, you know that Thanos is about peace, then, right? In, in his own sad, weird way, he is. Yeah, he really somebody who is it? General J showed me some something uh, in Georgia, the Georgia Stone. Says keep the population under five hundred million. Oh, so it's got everybody uh, thinking that you know they're trying to kill people or something. I don't. Know. It's that's funny. A pretty, um, that's a pretty bold statement. Well, it's supposed to be instructions for future generations. Excuse oh. me, that was terrible. Oh. <laughs> Burping right in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's supposed to be instructions for future generations. It's on a slab of granite, so it's not going to falter. It's not going to earthquake. And I think, I guess it's supposed to be a sea level rise enough that it will be there even after a mass extinction event. And on there, it says, you know, the very first thing it says, seven different languages. The very first thing it says is uh, keep the population under 500 million. All so. right. Now, I don't usually get conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. But that just makes me wonder. That tickles your fancy on it. Well, it's like, what the fuck is our government doing? That some shit like that has to exist to make wait. sure we fucking ensure future population. Wait, wait, who said anything about government? Uh, I'm just saying, man. The fact that that ain't, it, ain't, it ain't no government-funded shit. It ain't no. I mean, the government's supposed to stop stuff like that. No, we're a free country. Ah, it just, it's weird to me, man. It some private citizens put it together. Now, the message like goes on to say, shit, dude. <laughs> probably, probably. 
that that's why I get in the government. Not really government. Like I said, conspiracy. I feel like that's some Illuminati shit. And I feel Probably. like the powers that be are controlling everything anyway. And we're in the motherfucking Matrix. And um, I don't even know if I want to unplug from the Matrix. Honestly. I believe they actually got some pretty good theories who it was because the guy who came in town and talked about erecting it and all that, uh, his, his name coincided with another religious sect name. Uh, I believe they're Christian. But the, uh, the, the overall message of it, like if I just tell you that first part, it seems very ominous. And it would also make you think that maybe they're trying to keep the population currently under 500 million. Correct. Right. It sounds like at first, that's that's the initial feeling. Then when it comes to instructions, that's where I start to get fucking weird about it. Why, what instructions? Like, what's that? What instructions, though? J- when you just, look at it as instructions for future generations. Oh, yeah. That's because now here's another little monument off to the side uh, explaining that what it exists for is for future generations that after a mass extinction event, this place will still be there and that they will have some message left from the older generation, the older civilization. I mean, I think that's kind of cool, right? But that's still fucking kind of weird. It's still kind of creepy. And it's, it's still like, weird. I don't know. Now, it, and, it goes on that. to say, it goes on to say though, after the only thing that seems ominous about it or, or worrisome is the number 500 million. But it says keep the population under 500 million to like commune with nature or something or to coexist with nature. And and then several times it says everything should be done with this nature, that all countries should be governed by internal governments that have uh, external disputes uh, controlled by a world government. Um, It's all a bunch of stuff that you wouldn't be mad about at all. You know what I mean? That you're just like, that kind of makes sense. That, so, that, so then that, that brings me to a different train of thought. Now I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, great. So some fucking people somewhere realized we fucked it up so bad that we had to make an immovable, indestructible fucking message to the future because we <laughs> fucked it up so bad. Yeah. And it's already should... fucked up so bad. And the train's fucking brakes are not going to work. But we're already fucked. So we just got to wait until it all fucking crashes and burns. Well, you, you know somebody putting the brakes on? I don't... <laughs> sounds like a jethro tull song to me about a fucking train or something i don't somebody's done stole the lever this this train is going to smash right into the watchtower or whatever that lyric is all i know is it weirds me out man it fucking weirds me out we fucked it up that bad already that we had to fucking make these instructions well i mean i would if i was if you're like hey kyle what kind of instructions would you pass on I think I would say, hey, yeah, you guys should be it's careful about, you know, about your breeding, because, you know, if there's too many of us, it's 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 not there's not enough of the other. You know what I mean? So like I said, they're good, instructions. they're good, instructions, <laughs> but it's just weird that somebody has to state it. Yeah, it's like Hit- Hitler was that following that same kind of theory. Like we're already <laughs> fucked. We're already when was this made? I don't, I, it's not, I don't know. It's not too super old though. I mean, I don't think it's 1950s even. I, I just found out about it because someone made a meme for the purpose of making me think that they are currently trying to control the population under 500 million, which I don't know that they're not, but I think the excuse right. of this existing to tell future generations is enough of one that would make sense to me that I wouldn't say writing it in stone on these things is definite 
that there is obviously a conspiracy trying to kill people. There's not a lot of money made in killing people, you know, unless it's somebody that you're going to take their resource. So if you're just oblig you, uh, you know, obliquely killing people, like, yes, it, I, I would believe there's conspiracy to kill Americans because, uh, you know, with our freedom, we're dying uh, and suffering from COVID a bit more than other countries, not all countries, but that have no freedom. You know what I mean? Countries right. like China and stuff have a little bit easier time with it because they're like, oh, yeah, you don't get to get out of your fucking house. Uh, and here we would fucking we even though everybody imagines that Fauci has all this control. Someone told me he's like, Fauci has too much power. And I'm like, motherfucker, have you been in Home Depot? It. Have you been in Home Depot? <laughs> I'm remodeling my fucking living room right now. I go to Home Depot every other week. There ain't a single motherfucker listening to that mask mandate. <laughs> like, so yeah. like, like, what do you mean he has too much power? I mean, people aren't being arrested over. And even if they are, it's such small numbers. You know what I mean? That it's like, that's right. not a, that's not a gross exaggeration of power. I'm sorry. The guy seems weak as shit. I, I could fucking, I can't smoke next to a, to the propane <laughs> tanks. That makes sense to me, I guess. But I can walk in without a mask on anytime. You don't want me to smoke cigarettes. Why? Because it's bad health for your patrons. Right on. But you don't mind them walking around with no mask on. Huh? Okay. I'm, I'm, I get confused by that a little bit. I start asking to smoke when I stand in line. Yeah, I see everybody with their mask off. And I'm just like, fuck it, man. I mean, if we're all just fucking devil may care attitude, I'm with it. But as long as we're doing it, you guys mind if I light up a joint? <laughs> like, no, you can't smoke in here. <laughs> Crazy. Why not? You got it. You got to sign up. Yeah, it's right there next to the masks must be worn for service sign. <laughs> yeah, I see it over there. That's interesting. How, why you enforce one, not the other? As I light up a joint in here. You're going to call up the cops. You're going to shake that guy's hand. Just got done wiping his nose with his with his hands. You know what I mean? As, yeah. as you hand him his groceries. But oh, well. <laughs> Oh, well, we're free here. That's why. Because here's I told a friend of mine this and like, I don't know if I was a Democrat uh, that wanted to just evil, you know, the worst of the Democrats, the ones who want to kill everybody. I would make a disease that would infect everybody and then I would make the cure. But then I would force everybody to get the cure. And by forcing everybody to get the cure, all the Republicans would be like, fuck you, I ain't going to get it. And we'd be like. <laughs> no, no, you have to. I'm not going to do it against my dead body. Oh, no. Mm, for shame. Not against your dead non-voting body. I mean, that's that's what I'm beginning to think would be the smartest. Well, I don't know if they're smart enough to see it or if they're evil enough to do it. But that's 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 what I see. You, I feel like everybody's got this desire to like they're like I remember when I was going to get my booster shot when I was a kid you know uh oh and and you know what I didn't want to get it <laughs> and I thought the people wanting to give it to me were evil that might have been well been Dr. Fauci himself fucking trying to give me that jab in my putt <laughs> he's like I don't want to get my shot I don't know if my, my boosters there, my immunizations as a little kid. I hated, hated, hated going to the doctor. And now I look around and my friends, I'm like, I'm not saying you guys acting like kids, but you're not acting like adults, right? 
<laughs> I think when it comes to politics and freedoms, I don't know if very many people act like adults. Yeah. Well, I think there's a difference. Some people think that freedom is being a patriot and they, they don't realize that sacrifice is being a patriot. True. You know, like everybody's like, no, freedom, freedom, American. I'm a patriot. It's like, well, I mean, a lot of people gave up the very the very most precious freedom. Of course, they gave up their life. Like if you die, that is not freedom. You know, I mean, that is right. death dumb. I don't know. It's death. <laughs> it's not free. You're not able. And some people gave up their even the thought knowing that they were going to war and possibly going to die is giving up a freedom. It ain't like they're all like, I can't wait. You know, right. nobody's like running to death's door so much. But so those people sacrifice their freedom. And when it comes forward to this other kind of stupid stuff, if, if, if it helps, even if you're lying to me, <laughs> you fucking lying assholes. But if it helps or if I think I'm doing it because of that, then it, I don't know. It's fucking doing something patriotic, ain't I? I mean, are you doing something patriotic by not getting the jabby jab? Anyways, they just oh, came no. in and uh, opened up the question book in front of me like uh, Kyle, Kyle, you're completely off topic. So, <laughs> Which is, Isn't that in the title? Thankfully, huh? <laughs> it can make it seem like uh, I do it on purpose. Um, you definitely do. If you do it on purpose, you are a phenomenal method actor because I've never seen you out of fucking character. <laughs> yeah, I'm always doing it on purpose. <laughs> True. <laughs> Season five rivals. You fucking hit oh. your brother. What's up, bro? <laughs> you love your brother yet? So I've never not loved my brother. Let's talk a little bit about that situation. Don't fucking interrupt me, you pain in the ass. All right. <laughs> That's going to happen. Everybody says that I talk over people way too much. I apologize <laughs> ahead of time. And I do. I, I'm working on it. I'm sick. Yeah. I need help. I'm so working I, on I love it. you. You're, you're a good man. I send you love. So um, season five, you love your brother, but I you, do, uh, you kind of, you and him are always at each other's throats. So we you patched it, it up since where you so at? It's, it's been weird. So like when we were on the show, we played the part. Um, he was very angry at me before we went on the show. I kept trying to meet with him. He didn't want to meet with me. Then when we got on the show. He was like, hey, man, let's just fucking drop it and let's play this game and let's try and win. And then when we would get in these fights, he would come around. And he would say something that would trigger me and then I'd fucking get really mad and then I'd fight. And then so it was really real, but it was like like this weird fucking orchestrated real. What's your best um, trigger? Because only your brother has got your, you know what I mean? They Like somebody else might even be able to do something to me. That it would take, if my brother does it, then I'm ready to fight. But if someone else, maybe I'd be able to roll with. What's your brother so, got on you? Dude, the, the one I remember was when Dave comes around and he starts talking to us for the first time. And he starts asking us questions. And then he asked my brother how long he'd been tattooing. And I believe that number was fabricated and I lost my shit. And I just started <laughs> cussing and screaming. I don't remember if I, we were doing, we were doing a collab together. So I don't but know. You look I like the bigger asshole and he knows right. that, right. that he controls brother, you there. 
my brother always he he always controls me in these situations because like i really don't want to fight with him man to be quite honest um and then he gets angry at me and then like we're cool and then he gets angry at me again and then i fight back and then who's right and then you know what came first chicken or the egg you know and like really uh i love my brother um you know at this point in time uh we are working on building a relationship again but uh, awesome. Every other time we've tried to make a relationship, it was like, hey, man, let's talk about it. Okay, we're cool. Now we love each other so fucking much. And then before you know it. You sound now, like, a, like like a drunk frat guy or something. <laughs> well, it, it was hanging weird. all over on you. Dude, dude, we, dude I don't know why I tried to punch you, man. I love you. I love you so much, man. You're like. <laughs> You're like my best friend. I'd completely make, I'd make up with you. What you talking about? What are you gay? I'll punch you in the face, man. I mean, aside from that last part, you know, we would, we would always get like really broy and chummy and fucking get really stoked. And then at some point in time, I would do something that would piss him off. And then he'd get really mad at me and then we wouldn't be able to communicate through it. And now we're trying to communicate. Um, So I really like, I am, I'm excited about trying to make a relationship with my brother that's positive and healthy uh, because I really yeah, because, don't want relationships in my life that aren't. Well, no, you know? not just that. But you financially got a vested interest in it, dude. You're a motivational speaker. How are you going to go out there and motivate speak when these kids, they're like, yeah, but I hear your fucking brother wants to shoot you with a shotgun. I don't know, man. Right. I don't and, know if I can and, trust you. And that's part of it. Like, that's part of my motivational platform. It's like, look, man, I'm human too. So if you have family problems, I get it, man. Let's all try and figure out how to yeah. give love and how to be the best us in these situations. So like, it sucks that like it, it is that way. And believe me, I've, I've, I've dealt with that specific thought a number of times. But, you know, oh, okay. Time, <laughs> I thought that was unique and original for bringing it to you. You're like, Kyle, I've been through this before, man. Well, you, know, now, that, you don't think I'm introspective enough? I go through, I, I'm stuck in my own head, Kyle. All day long. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I go through it. I feel it. You know, I've, I've been accused of not being a good motivational speaker because of it. And I've had to face my own imposter syndrome in it. Who you calls know, you that? What's who that? dare talk to, who, who dare talk to the motivation was like the fact that you are doing it. And if you're like hired, I think you are qualified at that point. Well, you're people, like, Hey, everybody, look at me. I didn't kill myself. Like you <laughs> should, you should do that too. All right, cool. Where's my paycheck? Right. No, for some reason, um, there's certain people that just don't like to see people do that. <laughs> you know, and misery loves company. And, you know, that without darkness, there can't be light. And without light, you can't appreciate the dark and so on and so forth. And, you know, like, it's pretty think- simple that haters going to hate. And if you have people okay. hating on it, what's that? I said, just okay. Yeah, I get you. I was, I was wondering, what, yep, hates, haters going to hate. You know, it's just, it's what it is, man. You know, haters going to hate. I've had a number of people say a number of things about me. I, I was working a convention. One of my buddies, it was right after I had my leg cut off. And one of my buddies that was working the booth with me, he's like, man, it's so weird. How many people like hug you, but then talk behind your back about how they think you like amputated your leg for a money scam. And it was really <laughs> weird to have that. Truth. And like, and like this is really, you know, two years ago. I never would put that on anybody. Who the fuck? Well, you know what? I guess, yeah, you, that is 
So you've probably been being too positive about it. So you already talked about losing 20 pounds right away. Now you got to start rubbing it in everybody's face so you get better parking than us, huh? Yeah, I do get better parking than y'all. I know. Hey, fuck you. I use it. <laughs> Dude, have you ever listened? Uh, who is it? Ozzy Osbourne. He was talking at one point about doing drugs and alcohol and quitting it. And he was like, I'll never tell them about drugs. But then the interpretation, of course, of that was that he was like, I would never tell anybody that they shouldn't do drugs or alcohol. That would, you know, just because I quit, you know, that would be like a one-legged man trying to convince you to cut off your other leg. And I immediately started thinking, well, yeah, there are certain benefits. When you cut off the leg, you fucking just lost 30 pounds. Number right, two, you right. get better fucking seating. You know, you got good parking. You get to go to Cedar Point and you just cut the line. Yeah, well, hey, what's up? I got one leg. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I do get some handicap perks. I'm not going to lie. Um, I do, do get a little bit. I do if, get a little bit of like guilt about it sometimes. So like I try, I try to make sure I don't abuse my handicap privileges because like if there's other people that could use the handicap stuff more than me, I want them to have it. Cause like, well, what about at the water park in the Cedar point? The, the, the amusement story, you know, Hey, I'll jump in front of you in line. I'm there cool you go. You now listen, it used to be, it, you used to be able to take the party with you too. Cause like, Hey, yeah, I can't just jump in line. I got my friends and family. And we all want to ride together. So it used to be they could take like up to eight people with them, right? We still do that at like Universal and stuff. Like, and it, that it, is why I'm asking when I get down to Florida, let's go to Universal, brother. Yeah, I'll help I you get totally over down. that feeling. I am totally down. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would gladly just breeze in front of everybody. Just I'm gonna be drinking, having like an ice cream in line. Be like, oh yeah, no, I didn't even melt in the line. I can barely finish it. I'm gonna have to throw it away when I get up there because because uh, <laughs> I just bought this. And we went straight to the line. Oh uh, well, dude. One of my favorite parts about Universal now is handicap parking. Because, yo, the walk is so much fucking closer. <laughs> so, obviously, you cut off your leg for a get. I get it. Yeah. Now I know Dude, why they bitch. The That's what they're mad man. about. But yeah. here's the thing. If anybody does anything for their benefit, right? And then motherfucker haters going to hate, right? They're going to stand back there and hate. Yeah. Bitch, you could cut off your fucking leg, your arm. You could cut off all kinds of shit. If you're mad at him for cutting his shit off to work out whatever scam you're worried about him working out, go cut your fucking arm off. Like, come on. And two people can play at that game. Nobody said they couldn't do it. You know what I mean? They already got a blueprint. All they got to do is is template whatever you've been doing. Put that together. Ah, fuck them. It's just a lack of ambition. They don't have passion. And, you know, like, so, 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 cause I keep shitting on all your jokes with like the sad realities, right? So, <laughs> so, fucking, so what really like, dude, I, I broke my leg off at the convention doing suspension on accident, of course. Um, and then I cried about how am I going to pay for this? And then Troy tells me, Hey, you got to sue me and you got to sue Steve. And I was like, and I'm on the phone with him crying. I'm like, I can't sue my friends. And everybody that loves me is telling me you got to sue. And I'm like, I can't sue my friend. And then I well, you're suing his insurance, not really him, right? right? Well, this is what I've learned through the process. So, yes, okay. um, I did. I did end up suing um, and I did end up, you know, with a settlement. And it, it makes sure I pay for legs, uh, you know, handle my medical bills. 
you know, and it left me some money left over to, you know, help me out in life a little bit. And um, this is probably one of the first times I've said it on such a public forum because it kind of weirds me out um, talking about it. But like, at, at, the, at the end of the day, it's my truth, right? Like the way that you always tell your truth. Yeah. And honestly, you are really right about a lot of the shit you say to, to a degree, like there is something <laughs> true about the things, like you find the loopholes, right? Well, the truth of it is that that's my fucking truth. And it makes me sad sometimes. And I feel like an imposter and I feel like a failure. But at the end of the day, like my friend Dude, told me, like, you couldn't Yo, give me enough money to lose my leg or a limb. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's no you can't feel like I know that you didn't go up there at any point. There's no point that you were like, today's the day that I'm going to go suffer this most yeah. painful of yeah. breaks. You know, I'm going to honestly risk your life because if you if there was a fucking protest or something, a snowstorm in the streets right. that you could have died from that, you know. Like right. that. Luckily, we had some. There was a that doctor dude was there that fucking knew what to bandage you so, up. And, I mean, not that well, we didn't you know, know. The funny thing about the doctor, dude. Let me tell you a story that little people fucking little few people know. I like I forgot he showed up, right? Um, and he was such a nice guy, man. I fucking love him. We're, we're friends on Facebook still. And like, I every time <laughs> I see his posts, I like I war it warms my heart. The guy was fucking cool because he came over, and that was when a couple of people were arguing about like. Um, if they should tourniquet me or not. And he looks at me and he's like, Robbie, my name's Arian. I'm a doctor. Um, there's really not much we can do here. So we're waiting on the medics. <laughs> they tourniquet and, your leg though, didn't they? He did, didn't No, he? they didn't. They didn't. They decided it wasn't a thing. It wasn't really bleeding. Okay. Um, and he was just, but like his honesty about like, there's nothing we can do here. And then yeah. my, my friends that were waiting around told me that there was like a 45 minute lapse before the fucking ambulance got there. It was a minute. Dude, Dude so I was I'm sitting there. <laughs> I was saying, you, you, you feel bad about doing all that. I, I tattooed through all that. I mean, I took a little bit of break, room? but there was when I realized there's nothing I can do. I'm like, I got to go back and finish my tattoo. Right. You know, no, I, I, Robbie's I, getting I, carted off. They're treating him like some Kansas City beef over there. Uh, shish kebab. His name's Rob now. So shish kebab Rob fucking out there uh, getting scooped up onto a gurney. <laughs> and I'm t I, I feel like a complete douche because I'm just tattooing. But I mean, nah, I, like there's a fight breaks out. I know what to do. Exactly that. Right. that like, nothing. Like I'm just going to stand there. Like, I don't know. Try and vet, vet doctors. I'd probably be telling the Aryan guy, I don't trust you. Get off him. It's like, dude, trust me. I know what I'm doing. No, get off. <laughs> I don't trust you. You're too fucking buff. That dude was buff. He was buff. He was buff. <laughs> and his name was Aryan. I was like, don't shave your head. <laughs> Ooh, you named your, your kids that, huh? <laughs> like it's an awesome name it sounds cool but it also has a following <laughs> you know these are questions i don't ask <laughs> there's a, it seems like there's a I, you know me i did i 100 percent asked him i talked to him after all that because he told me he oh did you that, really that, well, yeah that looked after you yeah he was thinking about getting tattooed um oh, him, him or, okay. his, or his girl were because he was there with his his girl can't remember uh -huh. if they were married or not but yeah, I, I remember the guy and uh, talking with him and all, and 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 uh, you know me, I couldn't when I heard Arians was his name, I was like, nah. -uh. <laughs> I knew some Arians <laughs> when I was growing up, but I don't talk to any of them. <laughs> There's some real hate-filled bastards, to be honest. Uh, 
<laughs> like I was like I was I had to ask too. I was like, are your parents racist? Is that a thing? Or it's like, no, they just thought it was a really cool name. And it doesn't mean, you know, like racist. And I'm like, no, I know it doesn't. No, it actually means something cool. I get it. It's just it's like I don't think they really thought through. You know. <laughs> and honestly, he said you no one know no one says shit to him. He says, no one says shit to me about that, so I don't know. And I'm like, everybody's thinking it. No way they're not. It's just you met me, and I don't That's fucking have a filter. Great. I haven't I found it fun to have one. Is it fun to have a filter? It's no fun to have a filter, right? Um, you know, so so the thing, so I, I, I've lived without a filter for very many years in my past. I'm learning to filter myself more and more. And honestly, it's about a level of respect. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to hurt anybody with the things I say because I don't think they're harmful and I don't think they're, they should be upsetting. But if you think they're upsetting, well, then I'll do my best to not say that around anyone because I don't want to upset anyone with any of the things. So, like, I'm learning to feel gotcha. But, the, see... So Sounds like, boring. It works on one side, right? But, like, uh-huh. but on the other side, when you don't have a filter the work that you do is damage control. So you choose choose the level of work that you want to put into your speech patterns and your conversations with humans. Yeah, Yeah, so so you know what I do a lot of, instead of damage control, I just don't go around people as a result. (laughs) So you just hide in your fucking Ink Master tat booth and just wait for people to come up to you and talk to you about TV and get sick tats from you and then just hide from people when you're not at the tat con? Well, I talk to them until they leave, until they're like, I don't want to talk to you. And I feel a sense of accomplishment when they leave. Like, like I was like, told you, so you didn't want to know me. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, you love Kyle. You saw him on TV show. Huh? All the producers made a real good package for you to consume. huh? I hope you had some Taco Bell and washed it down with a Corona. Live, hope you lived your beach. And I hope you Viva La Mas or whatever the hell it was. You know, I hope you did your you know programmed who? robot shit. I hope because they put that blonde streak in my hair and they dressed me up like a fucking Ken doll. And now I'm acceptable to soccer moms. Dude, <laughs> Donna drank that fucking Kool-Aid of Ink Master. Watched both yeah. seasons that you were on to just so she could see the fight between you and Nunez because oh, she's course, a trash yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> shame on you donna (laughs) dude i'm sitting there i'm sitting there she's watching this in bed and i'm like in and out of sleep and one night i remember waking up and be like babe i can't do this like when i wake up and i hear ink master and people are arguing and like i get triggered and my ptsd fucking moments and i'm like no more ink master no more ink master like (laughs) do you I catch myself yelling or candy will usually catch me. I don't even catch myself. I'll start looking in the the mirror. I'm yelling in the mirror, like as though I am Nunez and Oliver and Navarro and whatever shitty ass guest judge they have on. And I like, I I don't really black out to where I don't notice it, but I don't like, I'm going like, I don't know I'm doing it until candy will catch me. She'll be like, are you talking in there? What are you talking? Are you on the phone? I'll be like, Oh, Oh no, I'm just, you know, being bipolar. Huh? <laughs> My Dude, bad. 
on a similar vein to that, my one good friend, Toddy, he's a mm-hmm. tattooer. And the dude that shop he worked at is a tattooer. So like his Toddy's mom invited me to dinner at his mom at her house. She wanted to eat dinner with an ink master and watch ink master with him. So, right. It was Sounds dirty. I hear, I hear, I hear guys at the whorehouses will do that when porn stars will come and work at, at the, at the play. will be like, I want to, I want to fuck a porn star. I'm going to pay premium and we're going to watch her porn while oh, we're doing her. her. Yeah. Like, and like I hear take a video of me fucking her while I'm watching her porn and it'll be like the coolest thing ever. High, high, high price pay. I get it. <laughs> so yeah. it was super fucking cool. She's a sweet lady. I love her to death. She made an amazing dinner. And then, Basically, dessert was three giant men sitting on our couch, fucking cussing at the TV, like not <laughs> like not like the super cute experience that she expected watching Ink Master with an Ink Master. More like, oh wow, I didn't realize these guys were gonna yell, and why yeah, is the son so mad? <laughs> they really they really get angry. <laughs> it seems you know it seems it's personal really, almost. It's like it's funny because when you liken it to to like. Dudes that are into football, watching football, that's what I feel like watching Ink Master. Okay, yeah, I see that. Because, like, you know, oh, who the fuck is shit call? Oh, fuck you. Oh, you didn't yeah. throw a flag or whatever sports guys do. Yeah. Because I'm not a sports guy. Yeah. So, but, like, you know. You I got rid of him because he ain't talking. You you, you know, like, it's not his heart. You fucking got some heart on for the guy. You got a pro- Yeah, I see it. <laughs> fucking terrible right. ref so, call. Like, right. So, like, it's, it's just funny, like, looking back at it and that experience made me feel like that's what we look and sound like. And it was, yeah. it was kind of fun and kind of funny. And then it's also painful because it really does piss us off. So, <laughs> But dude, one thing that was really weird that I thought was like super produced uh, was we, we all had a challenge and the challenge was this uh, glass etching with, with sandblasting and mm-hmm we had all picked the winner because it was based on depth and these two dudes killed the depth game. And then all of a sudden these other two dudes, actually, I think it was like a four person team or I can't remember how many people were on the, No, I think it was two at a time. Um, but these two dudes killed the game. And then these other two dudes did a great job, but they won. And when like the, when the winner was announced, it was one of those deja vu moments where you're, you're used to seeing it happen in your, in your living room. And you're like, wow, right. that doesn't make sense. And then in real right. life, we're all like, what the fuck? And we're all like right. yelling at them. And even the dudes I wonder, that I wonder how like, this is going to play out on TV. And it, then you right, see it yeah. and it's just like, like you guys said nothing, huh? <laughs> you all just accepted it. And like the, the dudes that won, they were like, no, we didn't win. These dudes won. <laughs> Dude, it was so, Now, who, who were you? You don't want to name names? Who were the uh, I, uh, contestants? I think so. I think the ones, and, and I, I, I don't want to name names. Um, oh, come because on. I might have them it, wrong. No, no, no. Because I oh, might have them okay. Wrong. Right so on. I'll name, a... I'll name who I thought it was with that disclaimer. I may be incorrect. Um, listen to but... you. you do, listen to your filter. So practiced. <laughs> um, but so it was Aaron is and Jason Clay Dunn, I think, on the team that we thought won because Aaron does all that geometry shit and stuff. So, like, he okay. did this repetitive pattern, and, like, the way him and Jason put something together, dude, it really pulled you, and the, the dimension was dumb. And I think it was Chris Element and Angel Bauda that were the ones that won. And they did, like, 
something like that dude <laughs> on the dude on the on the on the the beam standing over a city in the clouds or some shit like it was cool it had good depth but like we all in person were sitting there like holy fuck this other one is like Ugh! and we all right. feel it and like <laughs> nope <laughs> what, what do you think do you think it was a call from the from the control room or something or you think I it was mean, their just their opinion freely you can't say right because art is subjective but all, all the artists that were sitting there competing were like yo clear-cut winner and then that didn't happen so like now it now it's just it's just a mind fuck is it production is it just what the four judges or three judges I can't remember if there was like a guest judge that stood in for Oliver that week or there, if there was four judges. But like, did the judges just really be like, dude, that one's better? Like, or was it production right. being, you know, because like I remember seeing so a story about my brother when we were on there. He gave a really good soliloquy, man. He sat there on his monologue talking about, you know, I deserve to be here. Do And like they stopped production for a moment. And then fucking you see one of the judges i think it was dave touching his ear and shit being like oh, okay. oh all, right, all right and like i think they took like a break and like went away and like deliberated like so we couldn't see them and then came back and then told them man that was a really great speech but you gotta go so um like that was one time where it seemed like reality took over and almost like actually combated with production and almost won because right, like, like like they were making the decision right then. They're like, "Oh wait, this is new information." He just right, really did like, a good like, plea. That was a compelling story. Hold on, let's go see if it sticks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like, and it, it was the and that was the stuff that made me fucked up in the head, bro. So did they did they play his soliloquy or was that edited onto the floor? I don't remember. I don't remember. I, it, it was kind of like it was kind of like a blackout moment. And honestly, I, I drank through most of the replays <laughs> of my shows um, because I was at bars and I was terrified to watch myself mm-hmm. on TV because my dude, my imposter syndrome killed me so bad. Like I've grown a lot what? since then. A what syndrome? Imposter syndrome, where you feel like you're not actually good enough, even though you are and you're doing the thing, but you still feel like you don't deserve it and you suck. Hmm. you ever think about maybe just instead of that and just just accepting that you're not good enough but also just not giving a fuck well see that was the thing i'm not i'm not built to not give a fuck i'm built (laughs) to sit there and say well i want to be good enough so let me fucking work on being good enough but really what if what if you everybody else sucks enough that you're like I can I'm kind of not really the cream but I'm like the top of the milk I'll tell you that well yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying anymore now you're confusing me <laughs> oh well I'm saying just you know accepting mediocrity that is the American way I watch commercials <laughs> you know yeah. I mean you you worked hard enough for a Dr. Pepper you know you, you know, were 20 I, minutes late to getting the kids to school, but fuck it, man. Here's a sugary treat, bitch. I don't want to be, I don't want to sound entitled, but you know, I don't, I don't feel that way, Kyle, but you know, Hey, I get it. Like that's a perspective. That <laughs> no, it's just easier to maintain. That's yeah, what I find. You know, I, it's, it's funny. Uh, I always knew our operating mechanics of human nature were different 
But uh, I'm finding <laughs> out like, it's kind of fun, like disassembling the mechanics and like comparing and contrasting. Well, as tattooing, <laughs> I have always just done it, made mistakes and then adjusted, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and so it was always kind of a well, this person when it, when it started, this person is a drunk piece of shit. And the only way he would let me tattoo him is if I got him drunk, I provide all the other equipment too. Now he's drunk. My canvas is moving around acting like a piece of shit and he's going to end up with a shitty tattoo. I didn't feel bad so much. I guess that was my justification. And then as time went on, I was really a cheap tattoo artist. So I, I you know, if I was fucking them up and making Man. and using them as a life lesson for what not to do, I was thinking, well, at least they're only paying like 80 bucks an hour, you know, <laughs> something like that. And now, though, I, 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 I guess my only justification is I'm like, one, I'm pretty good. And a lot of people are, are pretty bad. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, you guys should stop. Customers should stop going to people. And then I would really have to up my game. But right now, you see the shit we have to do when we cover up. <laughs> like you yeah. paid for that. You paid Absolutely. money for that. Like, like you, and now you want to be an idiot about what I get to do on you? Like, no, nah, man, I don't want to do this kind of a cover, dude. You don't get to choose. You have <laughs> the ugliest looking piece of shit on your arm, and we have to do what? Anyways, that's my. I'm off my soapbox, brother. <laughs> I, I guess that's just the mechanics that made me is that kind of like a force yourself into the fight, fight your way out, you know, but it, it works okay. pretty well. And, and, uh, cause you learn quicker. Well, I don't know quicker. Like once you get punched you in the face, you learn to duck, man. You know, yeah. yeah that, <laughs> depending on who you are, you know, like I remember there was this one fucking MMA guy. He would take a beating so bad, and the, the fucking announcer was like, yeah, I love watching this guy fight, because right when you think he's gone, that just fucking makes him come back and kick ass, and that's exactly what he did. Dude got his like a Hulk Hogan. face kicked in so much <laughs> with that. Like a Hulk Hogan. Right, right. And he'd sit there and get his shit kicked out of him, and he's bloody in the, his face. And what was the fighter's away. name? You uh, don't remember? Chris, Chris something. He had like a fucking brightly colored mohawk and tattoos, which is like 75% of the fucking USC. So, yep, Chris Lieben. Oh, yes, that's who it was. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I he, said. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's so rad. I love watching that guy fight because, like, it was weird because it's, ex it, it's he makes some exciting fights. He makes dude, some, he really does. He, really he did. Does. I think, I think his career, I don't know if it's over, if he's on different, um, in in different uh thing now but he definitely he made some exciting fights and like cool. i don't even follow the ufc but that's one of the few fights that i've like watched and like it pulled me in and i remembered that but it was like kind of a like well, was he fighting for the ufc then he used to fight for wec i don't even know and i think his his run during that i think was a bit more spectacular than his run during the usc because i think he's older on but i'm yeah, wrong about a lot of it too Amazing fighter. He was one of those guys, too. You looked at and, you know, you, you start learning. If you watch enough MMA, you don't judge somebody by their their physique, you know, but he was one, one of those I guys. You wouldn't you, if you were judging by physique against his opponent. In many cases, you'd be like, oh, no, Mr. Six Pack over there. He's taking it. 
Right. And then Chris would take a fucking pound and tire the guy and, and get to a point and then just take it. You'd win. You you don't watch fights now then? Oh, uh, not really. I mean, I'm not. Against you didn't see them. the. I, don't, I don't go. You out didn't see way. the Juliana Pena fight then? No, I did not. I was super impressed. If there's any way that she ends up hearing this, she can know that this guy was uh, was impressed enough for her for for Khabib and uh, and anybody else. Man, it was. I, I was so excited <laughs> to watch her fight. I, I worry for her and her rematch because I think Nunez might. I mean, she's gonna be training for it, and she's she she. I don't think she's gonna stand like she stood last time. Nunez got to get. What, what if she put her bike if she got backpedaling a little bit and then went back in i think there's chance nunez would have done better you know what you don't care <laughs> so and you know what? i also i think i said this uh probably every podcast that i've i've talked to anybody on i'm like dude did you see that fight between two girls you see that girl fight man that's my shit now i'm all about these girls fighting i wasn't i was so super impressed but Uh, Give me some common questions you get asked as after you've done the Ink Master show. What's the number one thing they ask you? Um, Do you really hate your brother? (laughs) So the number one thing they ask you is this very first thing that I let in with. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, I I like to think I'm I'm not average, but obviously there. (laughs) You're definitely not average. You're extraordinary. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah that's no, why I say about my penis too. I, it, I yeah. but I, I judge it on a scale of perfection. I'm just be like, yeah, it's perfect because my girl told me it's perfect, so I don't even ask about size. That's it. I, we did run into her ex one time. I, I was joking. I walk away. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know what's wrong between you guys. Why you didn't work out? His dick's not perfect, and she was like, yeah, no, nah, his is way too huge. <laughs> uh, Wait, perfect so now, means small? <laughs> <laughs> no, perfect means stop asking. What, what you worried about it for? There's a perfect <laughs> <one>. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so other questions, I guess, um, you know, were the judges nice? Uh, fucking what else? I don't even know. Like, did you hang out with the judges? No, they don't really ask that a whole lot. Um, I get really, asked if the judges are cool, but I never know how to answer that. Cause it's like, you know, they, we didn't go to the Viper Club together, you know? <laughs> I just tell people the judges were cool based on the experiences I had. Like, Navarro was nice to me. Uh, Nunez was nice to me. Uh, Peck fucking came into my exit interview and gave me a high five. Uh, they all came from around the judges podium and hugged me when uh, I did not have what it took to becoming faster. Uh, dude, you know, the weirdest part was marching out of like somebody getting uh, axed from the show and like they would make you walk out and back in and walk out and back in. it's like this poor person just wants to go home stop it yeah i know what i would do like each time they're they're probably looking for you to walk out more and more depressed each time eventually you just get tired of it you gotta do the opposite is you gotta start out you know pretty proud and just get like fucking skipping and shit by the end of it where you know they won't use it just be like la-di-da 
I need a jump rope and shit, man. I'll fucking get my way out of here. I'm just going to drop my fucking machines when I go out and fucking sprout sprout fairy wings <laughs> like I was working you know, a runway. Got thrown off, but we couldn't tell because they fucking wouldn't play his clip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just wasn't there next week. I was just sashaying <laughs> like I was RuPaul. Sashay. Shante. So, so you want to know something? RuPaul is what I get for my last name a lot. Uh, really? In addition to Ripple. Oh, yeah. yeah I've hmm. gotten RuPaul a lot of my life. So that's one of the things that I definitely get. I'm trying to think of more questions from Ink Master. Um, you know, would you go back? You, go back? Uh, you know, was yeah. it real? Would you be a canvas and would you go back? And those are two questions I'd ask you myself. Uh, I would totally be a canvas because I've got good <laughs> tattoos. I've got bad tattoos. So I'm down for either or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's, it would be about an experience. You know, I've gotten drunk okay. tattoos. I've fucking gotten really drunk tattoos. I gotten, I had Donna tattoo me drunk on a boat one time. Uh, on a boat. On a boat, yeah, yeah. So that was look fun. at me, motherfucker, because we sailing. No, on, what, did on have a, a motor? Was it a motorboat? Yeah, yeah. I know, it, was, it, was, it wasn't a motorboat. And Donna's got them big old titties. Are you just saying you had your face in them titties while she was tattooing you? Um, on a motorboat. You was motorboating. Motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a time. It was I heard you were a, a fan of the water sports because you had a pretty decent motorboat. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, goodness. It's funny. It seems that every single interview I do, Donna's titties gets brought up at some point. Oh, that's got to be fun for you then, too, huh? <laughs> well, no, sometimes I bring them up. I'm glad I you didn't know, deviate. Like, <laughs> right on. No, like, I love Donna's titties. They're fucking awesome. That's one of Donna's fucking awesome qualities that she has out of the many, 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 many qualities you have. <laughs> She's Two sitting across from me. <laughs> I'm figuring. Yeah, we can hear her a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot you can hear her too. <laughs> you, you and you and your your brother both are like your parents' tattoo, right? So our dad tattooed, um, and our mom and dad owned uh, tattoo shops together when we were younger. And uh, when I was super young, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't stop bothering my dad about it, and he finally taught me. And my brother was a piercer for a while, and then one day he decided to be a tattooer, and my dad was like, sure. So, <laughs> but yeah, he taught us both how. You guys, how close in age are you? Two and a half years apart. Right on. That's a good competitive age. He, he's the older brother or not? Yeah, he's older. Right on. So he stole your thunder in the first place. You were like, dude, you for were piercing. I was tattooing. Everything was fine. Now you want to come <laughs> over and... You want to shit on my fucking game? You want to fucking well, it was, throw some it was, wrench in the it wheel? Was, it was late 90s, early 2000s. So, like, piercers and ta tattooers pierced back then. So, like, yeah. it wasn't super uncommon that he wanted to jump into it. But, you right. know, I'm not going to say it didn't feel like that a little bit. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and, like, seriously, dude, like, we have... We have like an just an age old fucking stupid rivalry that was built up on right. dumb shit. Well, you know? she, usually, am I wrong? It's like right, you, right. You you and stole so, like, my parents' love, you piece of shit, Robbie. Right, and, and we've had thanks. That for, I I had everything going just fine. 
you know, yeah, and, and, and then and you I'm came so, and you're like, I'm baby Robbie. Yeah, and so I stole his first. Change my diaper. Yeah. yeah so, so like, he's like, I'll get you, motherfucker. Just wait. Oh, seat, you, yeah. you like tattooing, do you? That's nice. That's nice. Well, you know what? And, I think I like butted, tattooing, too. We butted heads about it a lot. And it really, dude, it doesn't fucking matter. Because now we both own shops in the same town. And we're both successful. So, like, there's really no reason to have any fucking problems. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, yeah. we're trying to talk more. We've spoken on Christmas. And, like, you know, I... I'm doing my best. He's doing his best. And, you know, at the end of the day, it, it man, it, it does take two to tango. You know what I'm saying? I could sit here and point fingers at him all fucking day long. But, you know, oh, no, is, no. that's one thing we always notice because, you know, I, I love JVO too. Uh, we love you, obviously. We love JVO too. And that's one thing I always notice about the fight between the two of you is, is, uh, is, is uh, smart intelligent as you guys are as uh, emotionally intelligent as you are as soon as the two of you get in an argument all that all that sense just common sense shit just goes right here it's like whoa yeah. either one of you make fucking sense right now neither one of you like first off you're pushing the button and you're letting the button get pushed <laughs> like you're you're even now now you're mad because you found him pushing the button and it, you know what one thing uh, i read this christian book called boundaries it's awesome <laughs> Okay. I'm serious, dude. It was an awesome I book. I, I, just, uh, I just love that it started like, I read this Christian book, not well, things I, I thought Kyle Dunbar would say to me ever. There you go. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, in, like the, the Bible, I think, has a lot. You know, obviously, it's, it's you can argue whatever good or bad that comes out of the uh, religion that that is around the Bible. But either way, it's going to be a history of, of humanity. And, and, you know, it's going to have some kind of wisdom in it, right? If it's lasted this long, it's going to have wisdoms in it. But these guys were actually either they're psychologists slash Christians, so Christian psychologists, it's a little crazy. I know, but that's why I always <laughs> try to preface it with Christian because, okay, maybe it's crazy, but I got maybe a lot out of crazy. it. You know, uh, maybe glad. they believe I, I, that, I you know, stories going. So go ahead, yeah. <laughs> well, in that, uh, that kind of pointed out that you are in control of your own goddamn feelings. And yeah. one of the worst things we do sometimes with kids is we like, go hug your grandma. You're going to hurt her feelings. Don't teach your kid that grandma's feelings are dependent on her actions because right. that then makes it one. I mean, this is the craziest result, but number one, then what the fuck you kidding me, kid, you ain't going to jump in my rape fan. I just gave you a bunch of candy. You know what I mean? You kind of set that right, shit up, right. right? I know that's a right. crazy representation. I'm <laughs> obviously going a bit overboard, but you no, see why you that line of thinking don't work, right? No, like, I get you. Y- your kid needs to have a strong no is what they said. And like, if he says no, then it's fucking no. He don't want to hug grandma. Let, let, right. let, you know, don't let her feelings to be dependent on his actions because you set up all kinds of guilt trips in the future for him, you know, and bad Absolutely. relationship advice. Well, so well, I want to, I want to add to that with a client I was tattooing, um, told me a beautiful story about how his son, like, was an overachiever, but never found anything that, like, made him, like, go in life. So he went down the road of drugs and stuff. And by his, uh, early to mid thirties, I decided to get clean. Um, and then, you know, 
back and forth and this and that. But one of the counselors that really made a difference in his son's life told him, what makes you think that your opinion matters so much to your son that he's going to go do drugs if you don't give him money? You're not that fucking important. Right. And <laughs> the it drug's like, important. Right. Like, you know, your, your opinion of him isn't important to him. The drugs are important to him. Right. So stop fucking putting it on yourself. Stop making it about yourself and fucking free yourself from the bullshit because it has nothing to fucking do with you. You're giving him a lever. Yeah. Take the lever and- away. That's that's what intervention usually <laughs> is, is being like, listen, you can continue to kill yourself, but we're taking all the levers that you've right. been and using. And I think that's what me and my brother, as we get older, are trying to do is just like continue to stop pushing each other's buttons and just start coming together as two grownups that have love and respect for each other. And there might even be contempt and and bias and anger and and disappointment and, 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 you know, negativity and bad blood there. But like, why do we have to live in that side of it? When we can just, you know, grow forward. Like I'm making another fucking kid right now. You know, Donna's 25 weeks pregnant. You know, it'd be kind of cool if we could have a relationship where, you know. Okay, he didn't tell me all that. What? You know, no, I, yeah, you I, don't I, be on the internet. You know, yeah. I don't pay attention to nothing. It yeah, all scares dude. me. So I just kill 13 year olds online in video games. <laughs> You're such a trash can. <laughs> terrible i'm a bad human i shouldn't be able, you know i get it i fucking love it yeah, so <laughs> the world's a fucking out. scary place man i don't know how to exist i can go to a tattoo convention you know i just caught covid from, i don't know how to even like say hi to my friends proper no more like i caught covid in minneapolis <laughs> no shit you know? yeah i'm stupid like i already knew i'm like i shouldn't be out of the house but like it is so i wanted to get over it quick i i was i was hoping that Donald Trump was right. And it was all just going to magically disappear. Right. I think he, I think he was wrong. I, I hesitate to say it because some saving judgment, <laughs> but well, you know, maybe it will, maybe just not in that time. Just tomorrow, you know, yeah. managing human expectations is a difficult job. My friend. Yes. Yeah. My expectations are pretty low. But yeah, so I pretty much stay inside. I tattoo actually, but you know, we, we just do private private stuff mm-hmm. when we're in town and then we tattoo more when we're out of, out of state. And we live in Fort right. Michigan, so it's fucking cheap. It ain't like the expensive Florida living where you guys got sunshine. Yeah, and water that, that is good. Do you guys have good water? Oh, in Flint, Michigan? You guys now? ain't got good water. Yeah, we got good enough. I don't know. I don't drink it. We got a I get I go and I get the fucking we, I, I buy the big five gallon jug thing and we got a water dispenser. True. But okay. I mean, you, once you get scared like that, you're like, really? Why? It's, you know, you know, Enigma uh, said it to me, said, Kyle, water is the number one because he was drinking Fiji. And I was like, oh, you bougie motherfucker. Look at you. You know, it's three bucks for that water. And he says, Kyle, water is the number one nutrient. Oh, he said some shit, you know, Enigma be saying some it. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I guess you got well, he says you, you really can't pay too much for it. He says like you would pay three bucks for a, a beer at a bar. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I would, especially for a Guinness or something. Right. And he's like, yeah. And that's water. Is it as good as this? Man, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you're right. Dude, Enigma. But, oh, so now, now, now I ain't scared to fucking pay for some water either. That's what we do here. 
but you guys got bad water out there. You got that uh, the algae blooms every year, Red Sea or whatever. I don't know, man. I I, I get my water from my fridge, and it's got a filter on it, <laughs> and I've okay. been pretty all right so far. But your right your, your your enigma soliloquy just made me realize I might need to uh I need to invest in 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 myself in the form of Fiji bottles, you know. But then now now so. Okay, you buy a ton of Fiji water bottles, right? Now you're fucking right. throwing away a ton of plastic. And right. then what? So now you're contributing fucking destroying our uh, earth by fucking throwing a bunch of plastic back well, into the mother earth that gave us the you Fiji know, there's, water. There's two ways to look at that, okay? Uh, I see Democrat and Republican ways to look at it. You're looking at it from a very Democratic viewpoint. Uh, and see, what you also are, are failing... You're failing to recognize that by throwing that away, you're actually supporting whole industries. Okay, there's the garbage industry, you know, there's going to be the industry that's going to have to come along to clean all this shit up eventually, too. There's a girl in Africa that takes uh, plastic waste that washes up on shore there and turns them into cement bricks. Uh, I don't know if the process is toxic or not. You know, it's down there in Africa. They probably don't have any regulations on it. It's probably terrible for the environment. But what I'm saying is she's she's making money now you know so at least the the, the you know well, at you least know, there's like, you know i i see that side um but you know i i and, and dude don't get me wrong i am a fucking a shit bag when it comes to like i don't want to talk <laughs> about conservation too much because i got a 59 cadillac in my garage that i drive almost daily and oh, that wow. fucking thing is a gas guzzler and i'm sure it's not good for the environment i'm just wow. saying a 59 caddy is that what you said yeah yeah so yeah that's gonna be a big on the gas it's got like a 500 in it or something. yeah i think like a 502 or some shit <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking great motherfucker <laughs> yeah like a 502 or something that's that's my grocery getter <laughs> i love it no it's it's i mean it's my daily plume of smoke like, follows uh, behind me takes the I, form I of a grim reaper <laughs> Kills so, <laughs> kills daisies while I drive by. They wilt. Right, exactly. Disappear. So, like, so I realized in the midst of this argument, I don't even know if I have an argument anymore. So. Yeah, you, wait, are you saying in this argument you don't have a leg to stand on? Ah, like I haven't heard but, that um, times. <laughs> you know who really loves the guy that really loves leg jokes the most is fucking uh-huh. Pong. Pong. Really? Well, Donna too. I was going to say, I figured it would be Donna. I was going to like, wait, I know you hear that from Donna all the time. Like, whatever, Robbie, you don't have a leg to stand on. Dude, oh, <laughs> the funny thing, oh, no, I'm the worst with it, though. Donna will be like, oh, my feet hurt. And I'll be like, yeah, it must be nice to have feet. I only have yeah. one foot. Right? <laughs> yeah, just be like, oh, keep bragging, Donna. Yeah. So, so side note, bro, I get so fucking sad sometimes watching TV or thinking about people that get to jump out of bed without putting their leg on. Like, and, right. and I don't live in that, and I'm not trying, I'm not looking for fucking sympathy. It's actually, like, one of those things that I snap myself out of and tell myself that I'm being stupid. But, like, there's times I'm, like, I'm on, I'm watching TV, and I'm, like, wow. They just jumped out of bed without doing anything. That's right. amazing. So like right. I get amazed and sad, but like more amazed it seems a lot of the time because I'm like, man, I really took for granted when like I didn't have to put on a leg in the morning. You well, know I what think I'm I know myself 
tomorrow when I get out of bed, I know what I'm going to, at least for a while, that's going to be in my head. You know, it's like, wow, Robbie has to, he has to grab his prosthetic. He has to put a sock on. He has to then squeeze a, a vinyl, a, 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 a jelly thing on. Right. And then you yeah. put on your, your leg dealio. Yeah. You have a lot of knowledge about how to put on a, a prosthetic. You're, you got oh, the, dude, you got I've, I've moved through all the kinks, you know, I was big on Pornhub and I just, everything would get old <laughs> after a while, you know, so. so. I, had a nurse, <laughs> I had a nurse that worked for my, um, my uh, orthopedic surgeon that amputated me and she was so sweet and so cute. She fucking came up one day. She was like, y'all, one day I Googled amputee porn. Dude, it was fucking hilarious. She got all red and silly. But like, yeah, there's really like some serious amputee porn. Um, oh yeah, there yeah. is, bro. But you so think I'm not? Oh, I'm just making up jokes. You <laughs> think I'm not people. not researched? Even if it was a joke, you know me, man. I'm gonna do my research. <laughs> oh man, there's a group of people called devotees. Do you know about them? Let's let's not. I'm a member. No, no, I do not know about <laughs> that. Let's t- tell me about the devotees. So the devotees. If you're a devotee and you're listening. Please do not contact me with your sexual fetishes. That was my next thing I was going to ask because we're going to have a fans only page. Because, like, that's the thing. Like, I get these weird messages every so often. Stop some hamsters with your with your prosthetic leg. How hard could it be? Come on, bro. No, bro. It's like make millions. Dudes will message me on on Instagram and they'll be like, "So, um, how's your prosthetic doing?" I'm not trying to be weird or sexual or anything. I'm just asking how your prosthetic is doing. And I'm like, oh, that's weird <laughs> and kind of sexual. So, <laughs> so like, that's how they'll start it. So like, I'm not so being weird and sexual unless, uh, unless uh, you want me, want me to be weird yeah, and sexual. I mean, it, was, it got a little weird sometimes. Like, the first couple times it happened, I'd like play it out because I'm trying to be a nice person and I'm trying to understand people, right? So like, right. if you message me and you think it's like astonishing, cool, I get that. Because like, from a scientific standpoint, standpoint it's pretty astonishing. I marvel right. at the fact that I can walk around now and I'm missing but a fucking leg. If but, you have to mention that you're not being weird. Right, right, or sexual. <laughs> so then, it's like, then you're being both weird and sexual. So then it goes into: Do you have photos of your of your uh, of your residual limb or your amputated leg or your knob or your stump? And it's like, um, yeah, they're on my Instagram, the thing that you just messaged me on. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, but do you have more? You know, I'm not trying to be sexual. I'm not trying to be sexual, but do you have other ones? And it's like, motherfucker, what? Like, <laughs> that's like saying I seen pictures of your titties on Instagram, Donna. Do you have pictures of your nipples? Because I want to see that. You, know? you didn't, <laughs> but you didn't want to respond with like, like I would be more in, like, I, I would first off say, yes, I have other pictures, but only for people who are interested in being sexual with them. That's what well, I would definitely well, say and be like, well, they are so- not for you. You are, I started these conversation off all the wrong ways and I will not allow you to change your direction. Now you are not being sexual. You don't get to be sexual, but there are a bunch of perverts jerking off to all kinds of pictures of my amputated shit right now. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> you unlucky bastard. So- just cause you started off with a lie. I hate liars. <laughs> so, you know, that goes to mechanics of how we operate. <laughs> <laughs> refer I, back to 
sir, sir. Uh, <laughs> Candy told me I could get paid for pictures of just my feet. Yeah. Like yeah, doing shit. And so, like, I already sure. told her, but like I told her set that shit up because you know I lack all ambition, yeah, but I sure, just yeah. like this, right? So like right now, if this podcast thing doesn't work, actually. You'll probably picture. be seeing my feet somewhere for sure. You're going to see my Instagram. Like, why, why is Kyle all advertising his fans only feet page all the time? Dude. So Donna like, just, said I, feel like Donna mm-hmm. just said, I feel like you're dating Kyle Dunbar and pointed to herself by listening to you talk. So that's pretty cool. So I think that's why we can communicate so, so fluidly <laughs> because I'm in love with you. In your big yeah. form, right? Um, That's awesome. That in my in my girl form, I would have such big tits. I'm really respect. I have a respect for that because I, I wouldn't have known that a, I would have. She's got a fantastic butt too. So, like, dude, you you've got a really great. Physique I would expect me to have a good butt, but I, I wouldn't too. have thought about the tits. I would too. <laughs> so so okay. So all right. So the, so those are the first type of devotees, the ones that like get sexy off of you having an amputation i'm still probably too much in pain personally to address that and make money off it but as i'm sitting here and you're talking about this i'm thinking about taking my fucking layers of because because you're right i i put hustle butter mm-hmm. on my on my nub and then i yeah. put um uh, a silicone sleeve over it and then i put the sock on and then i put my leg on and i have a suction leg so then i roll the sleeve up so i could pull yeah. all these pieces off and then have like peanut butter and like Nutella and like marshmallow <laughs> fluff and like slather that shit all over my nub and just like fucking <laughs> put that on a fans only because I love the way you say fans only. <laughs> is that that's what it is, right? It's only fans, but I love that you call it. Fans oh, okay. Only. <laughs> but like, so that, that's you just like being an old guy that's out of touch but still hip with the kids, you know? Like I love it. I don't know if I'm so hip with the kids. I'm usually shaking my fist at them in the in the right. chip it over the garbage can, you piece of shit. Stay off my lawn. Oh, yeah, well, like, stay off. Don't and- cut across here. I don't care if it is a quarter lawn. You sidewalk goes to the corner, that goes the other way. That's how you that's my lawn. So I'm thinking, so as I'm thinking for my fans only, now I can have my dogs and my cat take licking, turns, it off. licking the things off. Right? Oh, you're dirty. But also, I, I can have Donna <laughs> licking it off and rubbing oh, it between her titties and putting it all over her face and her pregnant belly and being like, oh, yeah. I'm like, ding, you know, ding, ding. That's the sound of all these subscribers sending you dude, donations. Exactly. Ding, ding. Exactly. So now all of a sudden, Robbie <laughs> Oh, you like that, motherfuckers? Ding, yeah, ding. Like ding. That? Oh, you, like, you like fucking peanut butter nub on Donna's face? Yeah. Oh yeah, you god. Fucking weirdo. Because you know there there is peanut butter porn too. You are aware, right? No, I'm not. But I don't okay, doubt it. Right but dude, like those, I said, dude, look at all the fucking spend, genres I'm hitting. Are, is there spend some time porn? on fucking because Pornhub, man. It's I could, a I sandwich fucking, porn. I could get some like big muffaletta style fucking bread and like put it like on both sides of my fucking nub <laughs> and have Donna take bites of my nub sandwich and like and like and like have somebody off camera squirt and catch up out like she's biting through my leg and I'll be like ah you said it oh my god oh god that's awesome so yeah I, I, I see ambition it. With I think my billion dollar social media ideas your so billion dollar nub do this like dude that nub's Donna, your fucking ticket I'm embarrassed, ticket, man. 
I'm embarrassing Donna right now. She's got her hand over her face. Like, dude, you don't understand. <laughs> embarrassing Donna is harder to do than embarrassing you. It's, so, a, like, it's a compliment, huh? Good dude, job, bro. Like, I, I'm proud of you. I, I, I proud like of you. Alpha, I alpha the fuck out of her right now by fucking making her, <laughs> by making her fucking like hand palm, face palm. Like, I'm over here internally. I'm like, that's right. You know I'm the man of the fucking house. Even though you got to get up to get the motherfucking door if somebody brings it in the morning, because I got I got to put on my leg. Second, put on my leg. Wow. Oh man, you better treat her right, man. You know how you know how bad it's gonna be when you get old. It's only gonna get worse, dude. It is. You're gonna need it. You're gonna need her to stick around at your side, dude. So you want to know? You want to know how fucking? I can hear you yelling at the door already. Dude, this woman coming to the door. I'm gonna <laughs> goddamn gotta put on my fucking. I gotta put on my fucking leg. Do you have two legs, Donna? Go get the fucking door. What we're talking <laughs> over each other too much. Oh, Candy says we're cracking her up. I guess I was. I thought we were talking over each other too much. She'll tell. We she'll come in and give me give me reports sometime. I thought it was a perfect harmony of two beautiful men's fucking gravelly voices having like some two sort beautiful of like men's gravelly voices. Method. Yeah, sexual you know, like, wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, think about what you said. I even I was a high school wrestler, but I know even even in that I know that all wrestling is sexual wrestling. <laughs> so, <Donna laughs> but the whole do you think to pin the shoulders on the mat thing? <laughs> yeah, what's yeah? Why you want to the whole pin the shoulders on it? Yeah, yeah, it's mine. Uh, who's uh, your daddy? Uh, That's what that, uh, the whole uh, thing's uh, about. Is that a dick by your face? Yeah, I'm gonna fucking pinch your nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my dick, and it means I win. You're, like, You're the loser. Like when a dude fucking when a dude jumps at you with his dick forward on your face, on your shoulders, and fucking like kills you down, and you fall down because his dick is in your face, and now his dick is on your face. Well, Rafiki, what didn't he used to fucking wipe his ass on people's face or oh. wipe? Or wipe his, his butt. Wipe his oh, Rafiki, no, he, he did like an ass bomb, but there was like Yokozuna that would like, he would take you up to, he had that ass crack that was like five feet long. Oh, man. <laughs> and he would, a- he would rub his butt into you or something into the, the, the uh, turn, turned road. I met him at the strip bar one time. He was hanging out with the person he was fighting with at the time, The Undertaker. And they didn't, uh, they weren't, you know, I'm really cool with fans. You know, when I meet fans, I'm really cool with them. I like, I kind like, of yeah, yeah. yeah, they, they didn't <laughs> do whatever. They're in the strip club. You think they were like, I could see it now too. I was like, that would be really annoying. Be like, no, I'm in the strip club, man. You think I give a fuck about how much you hate Bobby Heenan right now. Okay. <laughs> it's not no i'm talking to this girl with tits <laughs> mr fanboy <laughs> you even old enough to be in here kid oh fuck man Dude, yokozuna so- was, t- was trying to drop game with these with these girls that i that i happen to know there's sexual diseases they traded amongst each other you know and so, oh. there is also that too so i was like right over you could be rude to me but fucking she's got herpes dirt <laughs> it rhymes with slurpee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a disease that rhymes with slurpee, okay? <laughs> but dude, fucking so because we got completely off topic again. Um Damn, there's yes. another there's another type of devotee out there. Uh-huh. And those are the ones that want to be amputees. Well, that's and easy. 
And like, I'm like, look, motherfucker, if you want to fucking be an amputee so bad, let's fucking go. I'll cut your leg off for you, you sick fuck. If that's what you really want, I don't wish this shit on you, but I don't know what, what I'm going through. And now I'm going to cry as I'm cutting your leg off because why would you want this? Like, <laughs> it's so weird. Maybe you could like start a gang and you have to give up one of your legs to be in it. I mean, it's really easy to find other amputees. I could just start a gang. With what are the legal ramifications of maiming people? Dude, um, I'm like, pretty sure if you chop people's if you, limbs off, you're, you're going to jail. Um, but they even if they want it, like if they want it as a medical procedure, they're like, like, listen, I, if I get if I get my ears tucked a bit, right, or whatever, like my ears are too big, I want them pinned to my head. Is that so different than someone that's like, I really hate the way I look with one with two legs. <laughs> I mean, dude, honestly, I, yo, there's a fucking guy on the Internet. Uh, he goes by the moniker of Black Alien Project. He cut off two of his fingers. And dude, honestly, like I have <laughs> I have my reservations about it because I'm like, why would you let me do this to yourself? But then I'm like, but it really makes him look more like an alien. That's pretty fucking cool. Like <laughs> it's very odd. It's very I don't know. Odd. That that just made me sick just to hear you. <laughs> Bro, it's, it's and your acceptance of it, I think, was the worst part. Because like, no, I, I want to have a natural aversion. <laughs> to cutting my fingers off. I just don't want to. But you know what? At the same time, here we are in America and we probably share with number one and everybody in the fucking world. You're a boy and you're born and they maim your fucking penis right from the get. Bro, we're we're talking. OK, perfect. Fucking hey, topic. hey, baby. So, welcome so, to so, the world. We're Cat, having a boy. There goes your penis. So, Fuck you. What were you planning on doing with that? Jerking off? No, you're going to be buying Vaseline from now on, motherfucker. So I think because isn't it? A, I can only guess it would be a better sleeve for it. Were um, they scared? They, like, is that why circumcision they, exists so that I don't jerk off? I don't know, because you can still jerk off. I'm circumcised and I jerk off. So. Yeah, but you got it was it's the Vaseline industry. The Vaseline, the, the big, big Vaseline. I think we call it as a political block. I think we call it big Vasos. The big Vaso <laughs> is I was trying to make sure that people need Vaseline. All right. Probably. You hear it. Like, They're so, always pushing it to you. They're always like, buy more Vaseline, fucker. Well, I've that's why they cut your penis sure. so that you need to use it. <laughs> Pretty so. sure it's. It's it's based off the lube. The lube industry is just out of control. It's like a $42 billion industry or some shit. Holy shit. That's wild. Because probably mostly because, or at least half because. I don't know. Because, you know, lube during sexual relations, uh, sometimes it's a benefit. Yeah, no. But with a foreskin, wouldn't that... It, it wouldn't that at least for the jerking off part, wouldn't you be like, nah, I don't need to buy that just to jerk off. off I got got a foreskin. I don't know. I don't know. I, have, I don't have. I know. So I like, know. I'm so jealous. Now, so, I have, so I have a 21. I kind of mad at my mom. So I do it. So I have a 21 year old and he's uh-huh. circumcised. Sorry, Jaden, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, because you told people or because you chose to cut his dick. Uh, both, both. <laughs> you think he's just uh, now figuring it out? He's like, wait, I used to have more. Why would <laughs> so, you ever cut off any? <laughs> right. Well, so. So my dad, my dad had foreskin. He had all three of his sons circumcised because he was embarrassed about his foreskin. So like now we're in this weird world where like people are becoming more, you know, let's not cut our kids dicks apart. Um, And I'm kind of on that fence, dude. Like 
So, so yeah, I, you guys I, are having a kid. Is it boy or girl? Boy. We're having a boy. Oh. So you're gonna, like, you're gonna uh, chop that penis off? I don't think so, man. I don't think it's necessary. Well, um, what if he's born without eyelids and you need um, the foreskin for the eyes for the eyelids? Well, then, well, then that's a different situation. I'd rather the yeah. boy have some eyelids and have. Yeah, he'd be a little cockeyed though. If it's it, cock eyes, yes. <laughs> but if it's function over fashion, you know, I'm okay with the function. You know, I mean, I had a piece of my dick removed uh, to to sew it to sew a hole back up that I that I did when I was piercing it years ago, and I ate a chunk of my dick. So you know that that cock eye. What the fuck is wrong with you? Look, motherfucker, that cock eye thing doesn't bother me. All right, you ate your dick. Just a dude, small piece of it. Dude, from now on, though, you can't tell me anything ever again. And you should never even have told me that. A little bit of <laughs> advice for you in the future. Never tell anybody that. No, dude, hey, how no, do they no. listen to anything? Motivational speaker ate yep. his own dick. Nope, done. Uh, just lost the job. Ain't coming to Life talk experience. to my high school. <laughs> What's he going to say? Hey, kids, don't eat your dick. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not something that gets brought up during a motivational speech or a life. The world's always trying to make you eat some kind of dick, but you can beat them to it by eating your own. Yeah, eat your own dick. That's good. Oh my God, my dick. Uh, How did you, did you cook it or something? No, no, no. He he just chopped a little fucking sliver off. Um, The doctor did it. Ian Bell what the it. fuck? And then you ate just like uh, just like raw, just like sushi, sashimi. Yeah, it was, dude. I'm talking about. It was like, oh my god. It was like it was like oh a, it's smaller than a pea. It was very, it was very tiny. So, so we. Yeah. So, and hey, I, and don't I, sell I, yourself I, short, man. So I, I <laughs> well, I mean, mouth. a really big pea, Kyle. Look, I mean, look, if, it was, look. Hey, if you what? had seen this pea next to other peas, you'd be like, no, that's that's a slightly bigger than average pea. So don't. My dick is perfect. So I'm not worried about yeah. it. <laughs> so, dude, I throw this little fucking chunk of dick in my mouth and like uh-huh. I chew down on it and it's really chewy. Uh-huh. It's really chewy. It had no real flavor. I, of course, you didn't like, cook it. Stupid. I'll swallow it. Uh huh. It was a tiny why, piece, dude. Now, why did why did you cut it again? Why was Ian cutting it? So, Ian, our so, friend Ian Bell. It's probably <laughs> illegal for you to do that. Uh, we, I don't know. We don't have to talk about these things. We're in a, <laughs> the legalities we're in a state, we're, depends we're on which state, state it was in. Legal. How about that? Yeah, anyway. it's a, yeah. <laughs> and so no, our friend no. Ian Bell goes <laughs> ahead and he cuts your penis for he had so, a purpose. It was yes, like you there had, was a purpose. So you had a piercing was, there. Listen. So when I was young, I grew up mm. in a tattoo and piercing household where my parents owned a shop. Yeah, you know, actually, right now, my head, it like, I just realized my head is in my hands and I have my eyes closed while I haven't had my eyes open since you've been talking about eating your penis. So, I so just closed my I, eyes. I was like, make it go away. It's not real. I you were, so you all this Donna. shit was normal. Okay. Yeah, I feel so, like you're trying to sneak up behind me and put your hand on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Look, man, I'm just uncomfortable. You my, like, stop breathing just, on my neck. Just speaking my truth. I'm sorry if my truth offends you, man. Uh, <laughs> so, so okay. the reason why we did it, the reason mm-hmm. why we did it is because when I was 17, I was a professional piercer, but my parents wouldn't let me pierce myself visibly. So I thought okay. dick piercings looked really cool, and I wanted my dick to look like that. On all your so, boyfriends. 
You like the way their dicks were hung with the with the chandeliers. It's ever been in my mouth is the sliver of my dick. You know, like I, you know, I'm not saying (laughs) if if you know me and Donna run into a handsome couple one day, we all four don't fuck or whatever. You know, whatever that might happen sometimes. (laughs) Oh god. but so, but so right on. I, you never I owed like anybody money or nothing like that. Yeah, right. So like, I pierced my Prince Albert. That's the one that like I didn't mm-hmm. realize it stretches on its own very easily. So, so I explain the Prince people. Albert too to people so they're uh, they're familiar oh, the with the type Albert. of penis piercing that you mutilated yourself with. I, I did about like probably nine or ten at that point <gasps> in my life, but nine or um, ten Prince Alberts? No, no, different piercings in my genitals. Um, I was going to say, how can you do more than one Prince Albert? Like, there's you can't actually. I've, done, enough, I've right? done that on people. I've done that on people. Um, so, back when I was a piercer. So, um, am, am I, I too loud? <laughs> no, can, I'm, I'm, technical I'm, advice. I don't. I, they, I was getting a look. I don't know. No, you're sometimes perfect. I get. So, I get so, a look from. Uh, pr- we'll call it production. You're you're perfect like our penises are. All right, you're just perfect. So, <laughs> I. I, I pierced my own dick and it, and it stretched a whole lot. And so the, the hole didn't close up. So I probably got somewhere around like a six gauge or a four gauge hole in my dick. Um, but a Prince Albert is when it goes in the urethra and out the bottom. Um, so it just, dude, I just ended up with this fucking big old hole that's still there because every time I've had it sewn up three different times and every time I've had it sewn up, it broke through the stitches and ended up with a hole again but when what they have to do when they do that procedure is they have to cut something out of the inside okay so that it will heal together yes but the thing about cut the small sliver out Uh uh-huh the thing about penises is they change shape so So, over a lifetime or just in your mouth i don't when you when you get erections and when you get non-erections Right, the, the pull and tug of when you get a non erection, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Right now, right, I have an because I don't have an erection. <laughs> I, just, I just got that, I so, just got a non erection myself. Yeah, yeah, Actually, oh, yeah, as soon as you started talking about fucking uh eating penis, I was no, I don't know if I, I think I will have a problem having an erection at any time in the future. I, I'm just so proud of myself because I weirded you out so deeply. <laughs> and I wasn't even trying to. I'm just speaking my truth and it's funny. You hate your own penis. Yeah, man. Well, you know what, dude? A lot of people try everybody, most guys have tried to make it get in their mouth somehow. Is just <laughs> see if they get it flexible enough or they're hung enough, one or the other. Uh, yeah. with Joe Rogan, you've you you are in the same class now as Joe Rogan. Dude, you, know, dude, you have asked your own D for my heart. You just, you just stopped my heart. That made me feel good. So thank you. <laughs> you and Joe Rogan, like share some, you, Joe Rogan and uh, Ron, Jeremy, all share go. the same it's thing. Good. You've all had your own penis in your mouth. I don't know if I really dig him. Cause I heard he's like a sexual predator and shit. So like, I don't want to co-sign him, but yeah, I guess so. Since yeah, it's on I, Kyle's show, it would be hard to not be a sexual predator. When you're, no, when oh, your oh, job oh. is basically being a sexual predator. No, 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 no. Hold the fuck on. Because I got a lot of homies that's fucking porn stars. And look, what happens is the fucking porn is over and the dudes be texting and sexually harassing and thinking because they both got paid to have sex that she owes him more sex. So I ain't a fan of that. Well, oh, so is, of course, not fucking, right. We're looking for but, truth. 
and Kyle style loopholes, motherfucker. But- all right. Look, you can't run around wagging your dick at some bitch and saying, oh, we fucked before. We get to fuck again because I'm entitled to that pussy. No, well, dude, dude. Well, listen, nine times out of ten, it's wrong. Right. But that tenth time wrong. That is magic. You know, what's magic? You're, you're, you're just shitting on some one guy's game, you know, so no, you got a better way. to You got a better not. angle. I see no, you got I'm a better not. angle. You've worked it out for you. That's good. Some people, that's all they know, man. Like uh, I was talking about this no. yesterday. Poor Bill Cosby. No, and, and poor, not okay. It's not poor Bill Cosby was, you know. you know, like that's his gimmick. And obviously it was okay. Or we would have heard no. about it sooner. I can't fucking co-sign that shit, man. No. Yeah, I, it's and tough I for like, me too, too. But it's uh, okay. it's 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 my attempt at humor there. I think so there's I, I think there's there's some. There's some the the job of porn star. I think when you get paid, anytime you get paid and you get away with bad behavior, I think it becomes easier and easier and easier to do bad behavior. Like to think that it's bad behavior. But then well, if I profit from bad behavior, bad behavior. Well, then, but he's. You're saying that what he's doing is bad behavior. But you're saying what he's doing. What's up? You're saying he's what he's doing is bad behavior, but okay, that if is. it's if he's gotten paid doing it, no, you know, if that's no, basically no, no, been no. his job for the past 20, 30, I don't know, 50 not, years of fucking. He's not getting paid to harass a woman and treat her like he's entitled to her vagina. He's getting paid right. to perform an act on a video camera that may look like rape, but he's not allowed right. to go and rape in real life. But he's not raping. He's texting, you said. I'm. I'm not saying texting. I'm. I. I don't know. Like I said, I've okay. heard that he's like a sexual predator of like rapey sta- status. But yeah, like, you know, we hear a lot I'm, of shit about people. But didn't Anzar Anzar Arzari or whatever? Didn't he try to get a date once too? And I think uh, fucking Louis C.K. didn't. Didn't he want to jerk off one night? And two girls were like, "No, we don't want to leave. We'll watch that." <laughs> but like, if if they're okay with it, that's different. They were, but then it was a problem. And w- have you heard from Louis C.K. since? I'm only saying there's die? no, but Louis oh, Louis Anderson died. did die, That's and Louis was, Anderson okay. was, Louis. was in right. a show called Baskets the Clown, which is awesome. So, and hold on, the executive producer for that is Louis C.K. Where do you get your information? So this is going to make me sound like a fucking millennial, read, even though read I'm a screenplay. Where do you get your information? about the events like louis anderson dying if you don't pay attention to the internet because i don't pay well, attention to the news a friend of mine told me yesterday <laughs> Shut like, up. You just found on, out yesterday? On, yeah like on a podcast <laughs> i'm pretty sure i was making a podcast <laughs> it's like Lee, so louis anderson died and i was like oh no shit somebody wait no because he died the same day as someone else but everybody was talking about somebody else dying because you know that was a a different person and uh then they were like oh yeah like betty white didn't he die like on the same time as betty white or some shit or bob saget oh i know dude oh dude and then and then bob saget's a fucking sexual predator like dude yo look i was he really seen shit he just had a lot of jokes about that right did he yeah oh he had a lot of jokes about the olsen twins yeah, gross, gross jokes. He did, no, he, yeah. yeah, gross. He had terrible jokes. Like, uh, but they did that aristocrats joke based off of all that shit. So, like the aristocrats joke, like I want to see how much longer that makes it, like in the culture we're in now. Because if, if, if listeners, if you're not familiar with the aristocrats joke, it's basically the word, like 
it's in the comedian world. It's actually yeah. there's a documentary about it. They Imagine like, a joke so gross that it's not funny. Bam. Right. And it's like so it's like so family guy, repetitive, long, overdone times a million. And like they basically just try to outgross each other and then end it with the aristocrats. What and do you like, what do you call that act? The and the, and the act. But then it also you have to understand, and I think it's already being lost inside of culture today. The word aristocrats is that it's going to be called the bourgeois, the bougie, the bougies or something like that, because then people would be like, oh, God, you can't it. call it the bourgeoisie, which is what bougie comes off of, which most people don't even fucking know that Dude, either. I was about to say that you're one of the only people that I know that actually knows that. It's a funny fucking thing where we're at with our vernacular. People don't realize people don't realize how much words dictate society and True. how like if you go throughout time and history and you see different words introduced at different times they have a a a, a a a a change on society some things in words are so fucking strong anytime somebody says the word just what I'll, I'll it's always a red flag just okay first it's off fan. There's the Dunning-Kruger effect that most people are aware of, and that's where somebody who doesn't know very much about a subject imagines he actually knows far more than he knows about a subject because he thinks that that subject is actually smaller because it exists in such a small part of his brain that he imagines it's so small that him knowing any small part of that, that actually makes him qualified to know a lot of it. And so it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect, and it gives this illusion of intelligence, which is one of the biggest – the illusion of intelligence – or uh, knowledge is the biggest threat to intelligence, right? The illusion of knowledge is the biggest threat to intelligence. Is that what okay. they say? Yeah. So at any rate, so here we are, we imagine that we know shit. And so we're actually not smart, right? The illusion of knowledge is the biggest threat to intelligence. We're not smart yeah. because we actually think we know shit. So at any rate, this fucker, uh, th this word just is an immediate simplification. I'll give an example. Oh, he is just doing that because he yeah. blank. He's just well, a tattoo artist. He's to imagine. Well, yeah, even just a tattooist. He, he is. Uh, but if, if you imagine that he's doing that to because he's petty, he's just doing that because he's evil. He is just doing that because he is stupid. He is. It's there. To imagine anybody's motivations down to something as simple as the word just that, that's going to come after the word just is is actually showing that you don't have a full grasp of the depth of that individual because everybody is more fucking complex than that. You know, Yeah. No, I feel you it. can say he's just doing that because he's been. You could more accurately say he's just doing that because of several fears that have been brought up in strongholds that have made aversions against this type of situation before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but right. maybe you'd be closer to being right. You know what I mean? But people all the time, if you hear the word just, they are imagining themselves immediately to be more intelligent than than they could possibly be for the for what's going to come out of the statement next. You know, like the statement next will belie, belie their idea of intelligence that they have over that subject. Yeah, I can agree with that. And so to go back into the Dunning-Kruger effect and then go back way earlier in the podcast when I talked about imposter syndrome. So there is another side of the Dunning-Kruger effect where you don't think 
you are doing anything, you know anything, you're doing good enough, but you actually are. And that is imposter syndrome. I follow. So when, and then- Does that leave you depressed? That, 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 that leave you depressed as, as feeling like an underachiever all the time? Right. Even though, even though let, let's say, let's say you're the only one in your crew that's got a motor and you're just fucking constantly going and crushing the world and, you know, successful and, and happy and whatever. And like, you know, but you look at yourself as not good enough and, you know, like, oh man, yeah, I was on TV, but I, fuck, I went home, you know, six, uh, you know, the sixth person to go home. That's me. And I've told myself that like, I'm no big deal, you know? And then I, and then I have people stop me at the gas station, freaking out super fucking stoked to talk to me and keep me there for 20 minutes calling their fucking family on the phone and shit so like you know i don't realize that i have an impact because i did have an impact and if i fucking sat in that impact so strong i could turn into a cocksucker that thinks i know too much so i have to take the other side so it's not healthy but it is uh, you almost you almost cut yourself down before you would find yourself acting like a douchebag or being corrupted by the power Right. The power. Because I've been I've been a rock star mindset in, in the past and it <laughs> broke me. You know, like I, I lost friends, I lost loved ones, I lost family members, you know, I lost a lot of shit just thinking I was that much cooler than people because I was making a lot of money and a tattooer that was cool and people liked me and I thought and I was really just insecure. So I was just projecting like all this like fake it till you make it shit. But I would overdo it and i'd go from confident to cocky and then now people fucking are like dude i don't want to be around you you know (laughs) so i don't want to go there so i think i go into imposter syndrome sometimes and then i'm like as i get older and as i've become you know a more accomplished motivational speaker and life coach and had more experience in life and gotten coaching myself from so many other coaches like as you no longer live in a van down by the river but I still have that van in the back of my tattoo studio. You know? But I have a house on a river. It's a houseboat. Okay. Uh, it's not much different. Actually, it's my van. I put pontoons on the side because I was just like, they kept giving me parking tickets. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you don't own the water, motherfucker. So. Uh. Oh, man. Yeah. So um, it's just, it's a. Uh, so yeah, that that's like the other side imposter of syndrome. imposter syndrome. So yeah, the other side no, of the Dunning Kruger effect. Um, and and I feel like every tattooer, every artist, and I feel like every human has gone through that to some degree. And it usually comes with an undertaking. Um, you know, starting a career, uh, going into a relationship, like a like a, a wrestler there. that rises with an urn, an undertaking. <laughs> what's uh, what's an undertaking like that? You comes with like. Uh, after like work or something like that what do you mean well you know like like a career or like you know an undertaking like like a major event in your life so like you know like yeah like when i would (laughs) perfect story when i was opening my tattoo studio that i own now um because you know me from when i had another tattoo studio that ended up closing down and like i've got a lot of fucking you know worry that oh my god i'm gonna lose this one because that one went down so like uh, as as i was painting the, the door to my tattoo room in my shop, I was crying. <laughs> it was during COVID. I didn't know how things were going to work out. And I'm crying like, oh my God, this isn't going to work. And I was terrified. And I feel like that was my imposter syndrome. 
Because what Can I make fun of you for that? Is that okay? Do you, is that okay to make fun of people today for crying? Because I feel like I want to, you know me, man. I really want to make fun of you for crying while you're fucking paying. You got tears in your paint. You no, should charge I, more money for that. If anybody tries to get that house next, be like, no, literally my blood, sweat, and tears. You should go bleed on those walls. I so that you have blood, blood I, and you're I sweating have, there. I have blood, sweat, tears. I had my first fall on my nub in that shop before I had my fucking. <laughs> Dude, I was doing demo Ooh. with one leg Ooh. and no fucking prosthetic. Tell, so tell, like, me, tell me about the fall on the nub. Yeah. Was that? So, so it was really what? sexy. I was sweating. <laughs> oh man. But I mean, uh, I mean so, I'm not saying it's sexual. I just uh just want to make it sexual. So like so you know, like basically what I'm saying is imposter syndrome happens to all of us, usually before we're doing something pretty great in our lives, you know, like a marriage or you know, taking making a child, opening a business, starting a new career, you know, following your dreams and your passions, you know, that shit's fucking scary and the doubts will come in and make you feel like an imposter. Well, that's like, the shit that you talk about all the time that I know with you is, is you're always uh, the things that go right before uh, successes then, right? Because yes. you're also saying these things parallel with successes. So hold right. tight. Hold on. Right. Just be like right. the frog in the poster. Dude, ab- yes, absolutely. Because, <laughs> because you know, I'm, I'm glad that you fucking, that you have that information. Like, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of impressed that Kyle knows a little bit of the things I speak. So oh, dude, here. we hang out. I know what you talk about. I don't really watch all your, all your, uh, your, your podcasts and stuff. I've seen the it's one. a lot of them. So I wouldn't expect. I've seen a couple of them uh, or parts of them, but I'm fucking hats off to anybody that can listen to podcasts. I, I just want to kill 13 year. Well, I imagine they're all 13. That's why I killed teenagers online with video games i just want to you know I, I i don't even own a gun myself but all of my guns in cod are diamond plated for all the work that i've put into them i'm I, i'm serious about it like i know oh, position I then I power it. it's a uh, positions mo- at any rate uh well dude uh so so uh you need to have candy start you on twitch and start monetizing that fucking murdering teenagers uh, on Call of Duty no. and cussing at them and shit, dude. It'll be slick. Like you, you I, see, I, the I, thing is, I, I play a, a version of Call, Call of Duty that is on my mobile phone, and I'm only good at it because I play on my tablet, which, as you know, dude, our dude. tablets are oversized. Even so these better. kids are playing on phones, and I'm playing on a HUD that I got like six fingers. I'm dude. playing like a goddamn keyboard. Yeah. Even better. Dude, I'm telling you, you're going to fucking corner the market. Go be a player. Yeah, merch you, bitch. Merch you. Dude, your, your perfect size iPad and your perfect dick. Like you're gonna fucking kill him. <laughs> Honestly, the iPad could be a little bigger. <laughs> the iPad could be a little bigger. <laughs> you know, I went with a smaller iPad because I liked the way it felt in my hands better and it was less to work with. That lazy. Uh I went with the bigger one simply for Call of Duty. Um <laughs> You know me, I, I pretty much the majority of my tattoos, I draw on the skin with ink pen. You know, I'll, right. I'll research something and I'll even sketch something out on the pad. But a lot of times I won't do the 
I hate making stencils. I'm just lazy. I fucking hate <laughs> making stencils. Uh, I even when it, I go to Stencilvania, you know, it, that's where it is. I'm cheap. I love those guys, and I tip them very well when I use them. But I try not to use them because I love those guys, and when I when I use them, I tip them very well. Like I, I was, I, it's nothing for me to spend twenty to fifty bucks on a weekend for stencils. You I know? think that's right. And I don't use stencils very often, like at best three in a weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, so, I'm weird about stencils. Like I've, I've gotten to use them a little more with my iPad, but like I feel you on that. It's, it's just sometimes it's like I don't want to go and wait in line and do all this bullshit. I could just draw on a wait in line. Yep. But like that's why I like having my shop, because I will use tools like that a lot easier. Um, I like tattooing at home a lot better than tattooing on the road. I'm very burnt out on conventions. Uh, oh yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, man. I'm. I can't do it anymore. Like, especially with the baby coming and stuff. Like, I'm gonna go do a guest spot uh, in a few weeks uh, in Ohio with the guys at IL Nine. Um, but I'm gonna be learning a lot there. Uh, we're gonna be doing a podcast in person there. Um, I took his. I took the the owner of that studio, Matt Clemmer's tattoo business mastery class, and it was fucking phenomenal. I suggest any tattooer that's serious about the, their tattoo business take this class because it helps you like value yourself as an artist and like. Well, you know, while we're going ahead and pumping Matt Clemmer's already overinflated ego, uh, let's first go ah. ahead and plug. Uh, Matt Clemmer's awesome. I love that kid. He's definitely not overinflated ego, um, but he will he, he will sell you on some water purification shit, won't he? Um, Dude, I tell you what. You know what? I I've 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 this some high quality H two O. I've invested quite a bit of money in myself this year in um, like coaching and like taking coaching courses, going to a Tony Robbins seminar, doing a bunch of different coaching and stuff. Honestly, dude, he um, he's one of the most influential fucking coaches I've had. And I've had people reach out and be like, you know, that guy's slick. Be careful with him. And what? Clemmer? Yeah. People told you um, that about Clemmer? Yeah. Oh, like, like he's I don't know. He'll sell you things that, that you don't want to buy. And it's like, I've not uh, seen that. All no, I've seen, all I've seen no. is that I invested, I invested in myself and his program. And he likes really that water him. purification enough that he would gladly pass. That's what that's Bro. I mean, that, if anything they're talking about, that's all they're talking about. Cause he loves that water shit. You know that, right? He sells, what are you he talking sells, about? he sells high quality H2O Matt Clemmer, Ohio. Yeah does portraits yeah. funky yeah. color portraits yeah fucking uh matt clemmer big old fuck he looks like jesus like he's should walk the, on water he's got fucking dreads. yeah huge dreads down to in skinny kid he's he's got this special water ph machine that he uses so in his tattoos to drink he changes the ph of the water that he drinks it makes him feel more alive better oh, healthy more that. refreshed is it the yeah. kangan shit I don't think it's Kangan. He's got some machines, like two to three thousand dollars or something that you buy. Okay, I, I've, I've been interested that. in it because I'm a fucking fruit for all that kind of weird ass shit. So well, I was all up about it, but I never, I never bought. Now that we're talking about water, water purification, H2O, alkaline based, all mm -hmm. that stuff, and then Fiji water bottles that I don't want to throw away, even though I drive a fucking gas guzzler, I think <laughs> I might look into that fucking system water. because. Because I might be able to do my part. See, another thing I get to learn by going up there to guest. And right, I get to right. See, and I go get to see my buddy Caleb Neff, who's also in Ohio. And I love that dude so fucking much. Like that dude, 
What's the name of Clemmer's shop? Where's he at? Where where are you going? Clemmer's shop is aisle nine. Aisle nine? Like clean up on aisle nine? Yes. Fucking A. (laughs) What's that mean? What's this thinking there? Not that it's a problem. I get it. You can name a shop anything. I plan on asking, though. I plan on I want to if I ever have a shop again, I want to call it fuck your Google review tattoo shop. <laughs> Do you know and how many I Google would, reviews you'd get? You'd be the number one <laughs> in Google reviews because of the I wonder reviews. I would because definitely like to, what. And then I would work my ass off to get one of those Google awards that they give out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just to say <laughs> fuck you to Google. Like- I don't know. Just to have as a joke, just be like, yeah, it's called, it says, uh, you know, highest rated shop by Google reviews is fuck your Google review tattoo studio. That's like, <laughs> that's like my, my life's ambition is to fucking win an award just so I can reveal my true feelings about how that award ain't shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to say, fuck the man. I didn't need you. Meanwhile, like you're crying inside. Cause I know there's a little you crying inside a whole lot and you just want like you don't everyone's got a bit of it bro i probably i probably got a little bitch in there i try to get a bit of it man everybody try to get them to come out i bring i I hold i'm like i got soup and crackers everybody's got a wounded inner child man every fucking one of us everybody's got got a a used sweater dude everybody's (laughs) gonna love it like you think oh yeah dude like the guy from fucking 7, 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago that's been hurt and beaten and sad. Even Michael Jackson. He's still living inside of you, and that's why you're a cocksucker. What about what about Bill Cosby? You think he's got he's got oh, some dude. I can't demon. imagine that, that dude didn't have a lot of fucking sexual abuse done to him just for, for him to think it's so normal and natural to fucking make it a thing. Or maybe maybe he's a part of the Illuminati and fucking he said something that the elders didn't like and they fucking threw his ass out. So who knows? <laughs> now we're talking. Now you're going to get me famous. That's what I find you got to do. You got to talk some stupid shit. So that's why oh. I even was talking earlier was because somebody was, was telling me, a friend of mine was telling me this fear that he had about rich ass Fauci. And I don't know that Fauci is so rich and stuff, but you turned me on this other guy says you need to look at this guy, what he has to say. So, of course, I look, I'm like, look for the people that are like that guy says this is you know that's this bullshit and uh, ah god bless it whatever it's so fucking dumb (laughs) it's just so fucking dumb like like i don't know sometimes i want it to be i want there to be not liable but i just want personal liable like so if if i find out that you attempted to make me angry as a news organization as a media platform as whatever, as whatever you, if you tried to make me angry for whatever purpose to enrich yourself or whatever, but you misrepresented the truth and you knew the truth and you misrepresented it to me and you wanted me to be angry, then I feel like you should actually suffer all the anger, even if, if not more than you intended for me to feel towards this thing. You know what I mean? Cause you want, anytime you're making somebody angry, you're trying to control. You're not, you're trying, but it's the best way to control people to have somebody angry. So, so a lot of times you need a, a boogeyman, you know, you need a bad guy. If I want to sell a book, I might need a bad guy. You know, if I want to uh, be on and fucking Fox news or fucking MSNBC, you know what I mean? Saying whatever their, their slant of, of the view of any 
topical news is, well, I need to be uh, so I need to have bad guys, you know, people that we can all agree we don't like oh, Donald Trump. I hate him. All right, he's angry. You know, I don't know. It just but but then when people misrepresent the truth to us, we don't get as mad. We we oftentimes instead of disassociating ourselves from the prior belief that we had that was based off of fraud, you know, uh, 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 misinformation or even in some cases, purposeful misinformation. We don't then turn around and be like, whoa, why would you fucking lie to me, motherfucker? Look, at you made me look stupid as shit. I was telling my boys this. But we don't because at the same time, a lot of us inside of our social structures, we all begin to double down on believing that lie. So nobody's going to say the emperor don't have no clothes. Who's going to be the first to say that? None of the adults, because everybody will turn on everybody. They'll I use think it as I power. Get what you're saying. Just I think I get what you're saying. The emperor, the emperor's clothes kind of took me to a different level when I got giggly. But uh, I think- <laughs> well, you know, that motherfucker's <laughs> naked. You can see his motherfucking naked ass walking around thinking he looks so good. Motherfucker, you need to do some sit ups before you come out here dressed up like that. You know, your socks is showing and shit. And that was back in the day. They didn't even have like elastic. So they had like garters holding the socks up and there was all on stupid. You fucking look like an idiot emperor. But we ain't, ain't nobody going to tell you. <laughs> Ah, gotcha. You know, the emperor wears no clothes, right? I gotcha. You can't tell the emperor because the truth of the matter is in that story, what actually happened. See, it's a Grimm's fairy tale. You familiar with the story of the emperor wears those clothes? No. No. There's a there's a emperor and, uh, you know, there's he wants he always he's all in big into his fancy dress. And so he's all into having balls and shit. And he's having a ball and he's going to parade through the fucking streets like he always does to show off his fucking awesome clothing and shit. And so he's going to have the best fucking tailors make this shit. He has competition for it, but uh, everybody already knows who the best, who the best tailor is. So they hire up this, t- this tailor, this tailor, he's going through a lazy period, man. He's having a hard time. <laughs> he's lazy. Can't find no inspiration. And the deadline comes up and he's like, fuck, I'm supposed to have clothes for this motherfucker. But, if I don't have clothes, I'm going to die. They're going to chop my head off. This emperor is crazy. He's mad. Power, you know, does anything he wants. I know what I'm going to do. He says, emperor, now here's this thing. And he opens up a chest that's empty. And he says, inside of this are the garments that I use the material. But you can only see the material if you're truly intelligent, an illuminated being. So, of course, you and I see it. But there will be people who will not be able to see it, unfortunately. To them, it will be invisible. And the emperor thinks, well, I'm fucking illuminated and I'll be damned if this guy doesn't know it. So he's like, yeah, I see. I see what you're talking about. And then the dude's like, yeah, you can see from the embroidery. It's actually quite exquisite. I mean, this is some fine ass (laughs) material. And the emperor's like, yeah, that's fucking. Yeah, I love the the gold work on it, right? The gold work. Yeah, the gold work's fucking awesome. I like that, too. I'm glad you pointed it out. I thought maybe I was I didn't want to just start with the gold work because, you know, wanted you to be able to enjoy it all. What else do you see that you like? Oh, the shapes. Oh, yeah, those shapes. Anyway, so he sells (laughs) this emperor on fucking no clothes. They dress him up. Nothing. He's naked as shit. And he goes out into the fucking audience. And he's parading through the streets naked as shit. But now the, the rumor is gone. Oh, everybody done already been told, you know, that y- if you don't see any clothes on the emperor, you're a fucking moron. 
Nobody wants to be a moron. But there's a little kid out there in the audience. And he's watching me. He's like, Mommy, Mommy, what's up with the emperor? The emperor's got a small dick. <laughs> the fuck? I can see everything. Why is he why is he walking his flabby ass all up and down the street like that? Isn't he cold? And everybody starts thinking that poor stupid kid. And that poor stupid <laughs> mother. And oh, swiftly, you know, the way it would really go down, probably the way it went down in the Grimm's original fairy tale, they swiftly gathered that boy and his mother up, tied them to a stake, and burnt those two little fucking heretic bastards. Because oh. I'll be damned if anybody's going to talk against our emperor and his genius clothing. Fuck. So I, I mean, that's my man. That made everything you said prior to that statement all kind of come together. (laughs) I forget that everybody doesn't get the same parables when they grow up. But that was one that we were taught uh, about the emperor wearing no clothes, that you got to be careful of people deceiving you, because at one point you'll be left nude in front of everybody holding on to their information that was bullshit, you know? Yeah. And so there's this going on, but people don't get mad. Like if you found yourself nude somewhere, you would get mad. But we find ourselves surrounded by the same people that are believing the same lie. So even if somebody else, if if like we have a conversation and I talk with somebody and he feels one way or the other, and then I talk to him and we talk and we we do it and he, he comes away feeling a bit different. He's like, no, I see actually this whole different side of it, actually, right? But he doesn't get mad at the people that he now realized tried to deceive him. He may not even realize they tried to deceive him. And the reason he is because everybody else he knows believes that same fucking lie. And if he were to have to come out against that person, he would have to come out against that lie. And everybody would have to tell him, fuck you. We're going to burn you at a stake, motherfucker. We can't be wrong. You know what it takes for me to be wrong? I will make up parallel universes before I am wrong. It was the Baron Stein bears, damn it. (laughs) <laughs> I cannot be wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bro, fucking talking about the Mandala, the Mandela effect or Mandala effect. Uh, I, I think, think that's Mandela. what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dude, that, but, but at the same time, dude, I seen this movie on Netflix. It was dope. And they kind of touched <laughs> into like <laughs> us being in this fucking, they, they played on that. And like, you know, uh, the, the way you know it ends up you know we're in a simulation and like dude honestly there are plenty of times where i feel like we could be in a simulation um and uh, i question it often especially after losing my leg and stuff i'm like man that didn't even feel real this is fucking wild you know and like sometimes like i tap into things like dude i've never been able to do a thousand pound leg press until i lost my leg and now i can do that with one leg well, yeah, both legs, like, yeah. like with my prosthetic, I've been able to do thousand, thousand plus pound leg presses. But what? Like, How? Like, just by fucking just adding more plates on every week. No shit. And then finally. That's fucking crazy, brother. You end up at over a thousand pounds and you're like, wow, that's fucking weird. Now I'm afraid my fucking prosthetic is going to break and I'm going to lose my other leg. So let me drop this weight down. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we're old, man. You don't need to be hitting them heavy reps. Well, and the thing was, you know, I needed to do it because I lost my leg. Right. And I needed to fucking like that ego part of me needed to feel strong. And right. then I realized I realized, holy fuck, 
yeah, you're strong, but you could probably break your other leg off and that would be stupid. So don't let being strong <laughs> make you be stupid. So, yeah. you know, it was a weird balance there. I don't even know. What you the seen point little Franco Colombo. I don't know if you ever seen it. It's a good video for little Franco Colombo bodybuilder. He's at the world's strongest man competition, 1977, eight, something like that. Lou Ferrigno's there. Big old Lou Ferrigno. Bunch of bodybuilders competing, mostly strong men. People want to test themselves. They take an, uh, a refrigerator and they strap it to their back and they got to run this distance. Well, it's unfortunate because the getup is made for like a normal size guy, but little Franco Colombo is only like four, like 11 or something. I mean, maybe he's bigger than that. Uh, if he was alive, he'd probably beat my ass if he could. Eat. So I wouldn't want to say that he was pretty angry about all this kind of stuff. I don't mean, but he tries, but the fucking thing was just not set up for him. So he's got to take smaller steps because he can barely make the stride with his refrigerator. And, and more importantly, the, um, the rack that they had around the refrigerator to make sure that it wouldn't crush somebody if they fell. Right. right. So I got this big safety rack. So it's dragging on the ground. Fucking Lou Ferrigno is eight foot tall. You know, he can just pick that thing up and walk with it. No problem. So little Franco Colombo is not going to be outdone. He decides he's going to step the pace up and he starts taking some fucking steps. And then you see his bone pop the fuck out of his leg. It's like explode out there. Just like yours for the most part. Yeah. I'm but, feeling that like my body just cringed and tightened. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the worst. Yeah. You wouldn't want to watch it actually, I guess. It would no, be more dramatic no. for you. So anyone watching, if you ever fucking come up to me and show me a video of someone breaking their fucking <laughs> leg, I'm going to be polite. But just yeah, fuck you internally, huh? Fucking leave. Like, <laughs> like, I'm going to be polite. Why, why be polite? Why don't you not just, I mean, sometimes life ain't got enough time to be polite. Well, because you know what? Somebody didn't know. And that was their way of trying to relate. And like, I've had people be really nice people. But like, What do you think oh, Jesus is going to do when he sees people. every... What do you think Jesus is going to do when he sees all these Christians with cross tattoos? You think he's going to be nice and polite? Yeah, yeah, crosses. Yeah, we we all love them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, one of my favorite things. Story? <laughs> oh, I don't know. He popped his leg up. <laughs> Cool. I uh, I don't know, man. Where were we going with it? I don't, I don't know. know. I, I feel like I, I, I completely lost it. I'm sorry. I Way off like topic. We're, we're, we're losing steam on keeping the fucking the conversations cohesive. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The nice thing is that they are recorded. So like there are people who are listening. that are actually just like, God damn it. Finish that thought. You asshole. Cause I, I saw where I was, I was, why I was with you and <laughs> your, your mind is fucking like a, like a jackrabbit. It, it's like, <laughs> it's like a jackrabbit you- running away from a hound dog. You're just all over the fucking place. Can I phone in and give you a hint so you can get back to finish that story? Like how many unfinished stories? <laughs> yeah. have we told? Like, I think, I think your, your, your podcast needs to have another fucking name in an alternate yeah. universe called how many uh. stories haven't been finished being told. <laughs> <laughs> the unfinished story. It'll be the, the never ending story. story. <laughs> never ending story. Uh, did you hate that movie? Did you like that movie? Never Dude, ending story. Love that movie, bro. Oh god, you would. Dude, okay, you want to talk about what about the about labyrinth? You love the labyrinth too, don't you? Um, not as much, but I'm not. Oh, against god bless you. <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> you so, dance the magic chance, you, you, you eat the magic pill. All that. Is that from the labyrinth? Yeah, yeah. So never yeah, mind. See, so I don't, you don't remember don't, it. Yeah. You don't. You so, ain't nerd wait, enough, so, motherfucker. So you can't come around here. You, you know need to up you your are. nerd game. You, What's you that? are your Marky Mark from the fucking movie The Other Guys who would fucking learn how to fucking do ballet just so he could prove <laughs> just to the kid down the street what it's a fucking Oh, you can do a triple fucking camel's toe? Fuck that. Look at this. Shit, do it all the time. Shit that shit you're doing, that's fucking lame. Let me show you how fucking lame you are. A fucking yeah, because I'm better than you at the lame shit. Fucking lame. That's who you I are, do. Kyle. I do go up to people like yourself with one leg and I challenge them to races. You know what, bro? You'd feel it's like a real, a real dumb move. shit if I fucking strapped on my running leg and fucking <laughs> fucked your ass. Yeah. You're like, Kyle, this thing bounces me seven foot forward. Dude, I've seen those guys run on those blades. You got one. I've seen you. You got it. one. I do. It, they do look cool. Honest, I mean, if you're ever going to try and talk anybody into cutting their leg off, I suggest you start with that. Dude, these, like, dude, dude, these, you know what? these running blades. I don't know why people are even born with legs because God really fucked up here. Okay. Bro, we could have been born with some tungsten fucking filaments on our legs. Poo, fast dude, as the shit. Whole time, the whole time I'm getting my first leg made, I'm like, all I want is my water leg and my running leg. And they're like, well, we got to make sure your regular leg is right first. I'm like, I don't care. I just want a running leg and a water leg. I needed them. I needed them. I needed them. Yeah. Now Did you get them. I use the shit out of my water leg, and I really don't use my running leg that much. What did it do with the water leg? What's it got like a udder on the shit, or you got a mermaid <laughs> just, tail coming I out? Mean, the legs are metal, so like you don't want your regular leg going in the water all the time and fucking rusting. Okay. And shit. Well, wouldn't so, you just swim without it? Because it seems like that way you'd just be faster. You'd, you're missing that weight, you know, you're more aerodynamic there. You know what's really not fun? Hopping down the fucking beach to the water. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that would fuck you up. Yeah, walking through that. the sand with your fucking regular walking leg, like, <laughs> right? Getting out of the man. water, God. I didn't think about. It. I just thought about the actual thought of swimming. I guess. Yep. And then, and then, like when you put when you have the sleeve on your leg, you know that sleeve goes up your whole residual limb up to your groin. So, like, if that's fucking soaking wet for hours, that's uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. That's gonna cause a rash. You're gonna be chafing there, right? So, you know, I, I use a water leg when I go to the wakeboard park. I have my wakeboard, my fucking vest, my helmet, and my water leg and my towel. What a wakeboard <laughs> park. Yeah. We live in Michigan sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I did today? Just today, uh, I went outside and I shoveled 14 inches of snow off of my driveway. Yeah. Um, I drove around in my Cadillac with the windows down and a... Uh, Thought about what a perfect day it was to drive with your windows down. Well, uh, well, I hope it I hope it made the drive nicer or even tomorrow's drive nicer, knowing that I may have to again shovel 14 fucking inches off of every square inch of my driveway and get that off my car. After you take it off your car, now you got you got you got 14 inches on the ground, 14, 40, you got 28 inches of fucking snow. You so gotta move up from the middle of the two cars. I have a so number of things to say to this. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to need you to not interrupt me to not throw off my train of thought. Yeah, it's that's going to happen. Shut up. It's very important. <laughs> first things first. You have to a good start. 
you're jealous of all of the inches on your snow because that snow isn't perfect like your dick is and you wish you had a couple more inches there. <laughs> number two what the fuck are you cleaning your driveway and your car for if you sit in the house all day beating the shit out of fucking 13 year olds on video games well in case one of Those them are the only two me and and he sets me up after i talked enough shit about his mother you know and then he so you gotta go to his house SWAT team on me <laughs> yeah, there you go. In case I gotta go to his house and really fuck his mother. <laughs> Dude, some oh of these God, kids, I just learned that there is actually a place where you can type because there's not the same kind of. I play on, on Call of Duty Mobile and there's not the same kind of chat room, but I just learned that there's a typing chat room and you can go over the Shut history. Up. So you're so like these kids are talking so much blurred. shit. These oh kids God. are. I'm not. I just started reading them, though. I just started reading them, like, at some point in the game now. Uh, like, I'll be, if we're winning enough, I only worry about winning. If we're, like, way ahead, occasionally I'll flip through it to see what kind of shit people are talking. Because well, Your inner child funny. didn't win enough, but that's fine. Go ahead. What's that? Your inner child didn't win enough. That's fine. Go ahead. No, I never won enough. <laughs> Ever. No. We were, we were, I was always driven, man, fucking uh, because of that. Me and my brother, I was like, I always got, I was talking about yesterday too. Fucking, uh, you know, the, the rock'em sock'em robots. Yeah. I think everyone I've ever checked out has never been fair. You know what I mean? Sock'em robots? Yeah. It's like either the red one or the yellow one. One of them's good, one of them's shit. Like you, you get one of them, you're going to win. You just knew it every single time. You're like, yeah, we can play, but I get the yellow one. Like you, you judge what kind of person you are internally. Like if you allow your friends to have the winning one. Like- <laughs> right. But then how, how much fun is it too to just be stopped? Your fucking kids, your friends all start getting all cocky about it. Dang, look at how kicked your ass again. You suck at this, man. This oh, is just you're even your game. Like you should spend some time getting better because you are not good. You're like, fuck you, man. Oh I know the secret. Same with hungry, hungry hippos, right? There was always oh, a broken I was ass. Of that game too. Same thing, man. Broken ass, hungry hippo. You're like, yeah, There's you get the pink one. one. Like I ain't playing if I'm green again. Green yeah, fucking broken, broken neck green, motherfucker. You guys are dicks for doing this to me. Yeah, <laughs> want to play Uno, <laughs> dude? My son, when when uh, we were traveling all the time, my son and his girlfriend at the time, um, they would play virtual Uno on the phones with us. So me, Donna, and them two would all sit there playing these Uno games on the phones, and it was actually really cool because you know when you're traveling, you're driving. You're- no, like, yes, exactly. But <laughs> while you're driving a big old RV, 33 foot of fucking, I will kill your whole family. Uh, <laughs> 33 foot game. of, I will back up traffic for hours. Uh, <laughs> and you, you're getting a little Uno in. I don't know what kind of RV life you did, but we didn't drive ours all the time. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes we'd park it. Right on. <laughs> I w- well, yeah, we, we, we weren't about your joke. I don't know. No, of course not. I don't even remember it. You know, <laughs> smoked all that long-term memory away. There isn't no, once, once you smoke enough short-term memory away, it starts going after your long-term. I mean, your long-term is so, made up of several short-term moments anyways, really. Look, so when you start missing them, eventually you're just like, my whole history is gone. See, it's like, I, um, I, I don't even know what I searched for on Google. You know, like people get worried about my search. Oh, delete my search browser. I'm like, I don't even know if I should worry. 
about I it. I just think that's I think I think weed myths are just that they're myths because uh, Donna, when she went and had a lady checkup, the woman told her that she wasn't going to get <laughs> pregnant because I was forty-one, and um, mm-hmm. I smoked pot regularly, and. Little did she know, Donna was already knocked up with my little baby man. So, fuck that doctor. <laughs> no, that and, doctor. You said she she uh she was Donna was getting her lady checkup. Yeah, <laughs> lady checkup. Huh? Right on. Yeah. Did you already get your man checkup then? No, no, I haven't. I probably should get my balls checked. You know. No, isn't that that's oh, they put yeah, the camera right. up your ass, buddy. Oh, yeah, it's I'll t- take a camera up the ass, whatever. It's time to get that camera up your ass. Yo, so hold on. I got I to gotta fucking go back because you said something when you were talking about the kids shit talking. Donna brought mm. up her her favorite ever fucking online uh, shit talk that a girl did. It was okay. something to the effect of the girl. Do you want to tell it? Yes. Okay, the girl <laughs> tells his little kids. I'm going to go to your house and fuck your dad and make a baby with him. That way I'll give your dad a child that he actually loves. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't condone talking to kids like this, but that was fucking rough. And that was like brilliant. <laughs> and that was going all in. Like, Now explain to me how mad you are at Tosh again. Explain to me how mad you are at Tosh. Dude, that girl, that girl <laughs> fucking gotten arrested. What'd you say about me going to Tosh again? I said, I said, now explain how angry you are at Tosh. Look, look, I said it was funny. I said it was clever. <laughs> I said it was witty. I said it was brilliant. I, didn't I know. Like- I've been with you the whole time, though. You've, you've uh, actually, you've softened some on it. And you, it's, it's nice to see because you're, because honestly, that's what part of, your whole resilience, your whole, uh, your whole, um, kind of sure. thing is on, you know it's what I mean? Like, is like, yeah, know? it's not going to say you're not going to be the laughing stock or something like that, or going to feel like it at least at times, but it's about, you're going to get back up so that you can fucking do your goddamn monkey dance and make everybody laugh again. That's it, man. And honestly, dude, I read a book one time called, so you've been public, pub- uh, so you've been publicly shamed and like, the fact that someone decided to write a book on it and talk so deeply on all these topics. On How long ago topic, did, did you read that before or after? Uh, quite a few years. Quite a few years. Probably about five, six years before. Where do um, you... Uh, right on. That's just in the self-help book right there. So you've been publicly shamed. That's actually yeah, a great so, title. Because there's going to be somebody who's like, damn, straight. This guy's straight speaking straight to me. Right. And, there ain't and no like, other book up here for me. The shit and like some of the shit that happened was wild, but it was like it was a lot of it was obscure. But the fact that everybody's life went on after that shit, you know what I'm saying? Because the moment yeah, that you've been publicly hurts, you know. But like, so did losing my leg. But now I fucking forget that I'm missing a leg most of my days because I walk around with such a great prosthetic. So like, you know, like I said, I I can leg press a thousand pounds. I was hitting fucking six foot ramps at the fucking wakeboard park, like. Dude, I'm I'm doing things that I wasn't able to do before I lost my leg. Yeah, so, yeah, you're really you're not really helping the whole argument that you didn't lose your leg for personal gain right now. Right? Yeah, I know because I totally <laughs> planned this. So, <laughs> but like that that stuff all hurt. But like here we are now doing way fucking better. I can drive, and I I my right foot is not there. You know, like I use my prosthetic leg to drive with. 
yeah, I, I assist it with my left foot, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, and, and you know, the books are even publicly shamed, all of it. It's just, so your life falls apart some fucking times. Oh, well, just grow the fuck up, get back on your fucking horse and do it. Because if you were on a high horse, well, you probably shouldn't be on it. And if you were just on a horse ride and you got knocked off, well, grow the fuck up, get back on your horse and ride where you were going. Because you were right. going somewhere. You can't let everything fucking stop because one thing happened. So like, it and it all plays into itself. And like, like life, dude, you know, you've been through enough things. You know what I'm saying, dude? Like every nope. time the RV broke down, <laughs> if you broke down as well, you wouldn't have had it fixed. You know oh, what I'm fucking, saying? Like, dude, I broke down so much because of that RV breaking down. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, that is exactly where you're at. You're like, well, what the fuck? How long can I be pissed about it? Right. But what am I going to do? Dude, I still got to get to fucking Mount Rushmore. Dude, we we were towing our car behind ours, and I didn't understand how to use the ratchet straps on the fucking tow dolly. And like, I just was really worried. And so I tightened them down too much, and then I couldn't untighten them. And so I fucking, dude, I'm in the fucking RV. I don't know if the door is open or not, but I'm in the RV crying, like fucking sobbing, just like full surrender. I'm like, God, I don't know what to do. This sucks. Fuck my life. What's going on? And Donna's like, just sit here and, and be all right. I'm going to try and figure it out. And then like real tears, like tears, real tears, bro. Real fucking tears. Terrified. I tears think I shit. may be emotionally stunted or something. Maybe you go just on though. with your frustrations differently. I get angry. I'm not, I get angry. I don't cry. I don't know. Candy. I, I probably should. I'd probably be better. Candy should probably just pat me on the back and be like, Kyle, do you need a good cry right now? We're checking into the hotel. You're going to hurt a lot less people, including yourself, if you cry instead of yell at motherfuckers. <laughs> so you're so, having a good cry about the, uh, about the ratchet straps. Oh, uh, so some fucking stranger comes up and tells us, Hey, follow me to my house. I can fix this for you because we're in some podunk bullshit nowhere. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have an air pump. And he's like, you got to flatten the tire a little bit and then pump it back up. But like you've, you've ratcheted it too, top, too far down. He's like, I've done right. this a bunch. You know, I've, I've, I've RV'd a lot, you know, follow me to my house. Donna's fucking telling people, yo, fucking this guy is going to fucking kidnap us and kill us. So if you don't hear my location and I'm just over here like, Michael is an angel. He's going to help us. <laughs> so when he and pulled he out his, his, his little human face mask and put it on and made you guys dance around to the, his, his strange music, well, you what know, was that like? We pulled up to his house and he had an RV sitting out front. So we were like, okay. And then he pulls a fucking, he pulls an air pump thing jam, an air tank or some shit and we're like okay and he helps us and he lets us on our way so like man but that was like the first real breakdown bro and then fucking we had our rv for two weeks before i broke my leg off so we really didn't even get to live the oh man yeah and then donna you had to deal with all that while you were living in an rv too donna had to fucking learn all of rv living emptying the tanks getting shit all over you fucking loading up that's not fun Dude, it was no fun. And like, and so as a man, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I can't help. This fucking sucks. I'm on these crutches. I can't walk on this leg. If I fucking fall, I could fucking break my, what the screws and pins and shit. They had me so terrified to fall. And Donna was so terrified of me falling. I didn't really do a whole lot. So dude, it was, dude, it was weird. It was weird. Yes. You're amazing. Donna. You and your giant boobs are amazing. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, she was, had to learn how to back up and all that kind of shit. In that fucking all place. of it. All of it, dude. Were so you guys staying in camp zones? Where were you staying most of the time? So you staying we at friends' house? Or? We stayed at KOA for a while, and then we stayed at some some weird, um, weird fucking website that Donna found where you could stay at people's houses uh, on their property. Oh, um, wow. Free. Yeah, dude. We, we she was worried about too. going and getting the mechanics fixed, but then she finds some right. strange-ass fucking well, well, thing. It's, it's on an like, Airbnb my yard. And it's kind of like come out sleep in the cornfield, I guess. We ain't got no crops <laughs> down right now. It was basically <laughs> like that. It was weird. But um, and then you know, staying at fucking um uh what's it called? Like fucking truck stops and shit. Um, because oh, we yeah. didn't really we didn't stay in one spot a lot, so we did a lot of just fucking drive sleep, drive sleep, drive sleep. Uh did you was, get a good weird. at sleeping with the sound of diesel humming? Dude, no. We didn't have diesel. Ours was just a regular. We had the generator, but yeah. But when you're at the truck stop, you hear them diesels all night long. Diesels all around. You're right. We did deal with that. You have to smell it a little bit too. It puts me right to sleep, though. I think I think it's probably pretty toxic. (laughs) I'm just huffing (laughs) gas fumes and fucking loving it. Yeah, if I could get carbon monoxide poisoning, like that was the best sleep I've had in years. Okay, so so um, let's talk about. Let's talk about weird and uh, drugs that I love. So, <laughs> what drugs since, do you love? Since you're making, since you're talking about carbon monoxide poisoning, like it's an awesome trip and it's a great drug. Uh, when I was <laughs> in the hospital, somebody gave me intravenous Benadryl, and out huh. of all the drugs that I was given, it was, that was the, the awesome, fluffy, awesome experience I've ever had, dude. I'm talking intravenous about- Benadryl. Dude, intravenous Benadryl, better than fentanyl, better than morphine. Like the morphine and the fentanyl, <laughs> they didn't even really take the pain away. It just made me sleepy. But Benadryl right. is fun, man. But Benadryl makes you sleepy too, don't it? Yeah. But like, dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's so, fun. Listen to they, you. They, 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 dude, I'm having a Benadryl party this week. That's what I'm saying. Bro, dude, so basically we're all going to shoot up Benadryl and fucking be awake for 15 minutes. <laughs> it's not the same, though, to take it to just do Benadryl. Wait. No, it's not. Dude, intravenous. Benadryl, dude, does be- Benadryl was- have pseudoephedrine in it? I, I, I don't know. I was, at the, I was in the hospital. I wasn't at the factory. So I don't know, man. All I know is they was giving me drugs. And this guy, he was a nice <laughs> nurse. He's a really nice nurse. Well, yeah, because you were awesome high dude. as shit. Dude, he was. Everybody he was loves like, the high nurse. You don't like the like, one where you're cutting the fucking drugs out. Or you're weaning you off. Like, I no, hate this nurse. This fucking cunt. Dude, this guy said you'll probably. The drugs? You're mm-hmm. going to like this one, he said. So he fucking gives it to me. And dude, so I like got really fluffy and pillowy. And I felt like I was floating. And I was giggling a lot. I liked it a lot because it made me giggly. And I. Like yeah. I, I need, I need to giggle more. Like I need to take life less seriously a lot of the time. And it was like really tapped into that just goofy, giggly, happy fun. And like I giggled and everything felt great. And I was like, I love you, Donna. You know what else is so nice to sit here and be here, man. This is fucking great. And if you was here, you'd <laughs> like it too. You know, like dude. And then, and then I'd like find myself fighting sleep a little bit. And then I could push past it. And then it just like wasn't as fun anymore, but like because you you needed the sleep or yeah because you needed the sleep you shouldn't be trying to like ride your penadryl high. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so that was like the most junkie like behavior I exhibited um, was hey y'all got liquid penadryl up in this bitch 
<laughs> you didn't try to suck his dick for it. You'd be like, doctor, doctor. Hey, 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 nurse lady, man. What Put I got to make a Benadryl in this motherfucker? <laughs> dick, I got to suck to get that Benadryl drip. drip. Man, I, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> I got these cheeseburgers. <laughs> so do you, do you hypothesize that uh, Benadryl will be a street drug eventually? People will just be shooting that shit up in the streets? Like, you know, after they I don't know why we're doing podcast. heroin. Dude, see, you know all the things that you talked about discrediting. Yeah, kids me as a going their medicine. Uh-huh. That 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 story. That's the one. People are going to be like, Robbie Rapol started <laughs> drug the addict. Benadryl <laughs> in this country. <laughs> Don't let him in your high school. He's going to have your all your kids eating their dicks and fucking shooting up Benadryl. <laughs> so. That, that should be the name of this podcast, this episode. Eating dicks and shooting Benadryl. I like it. We'll see. We'll see. With, Eating with, dicks and shooting Benadryl. With, with, with life coach and motivational speaker, Robbie Rapol. <laughs> Tim Robbins, eat your dick. Tony Robbins. Tony Tim Robbins. Robbins. The actor. <laughs> oh, yes. Dude, From the Hudsucker you know Proxy. I want you to meet him one day and be like, Tim Robbins, eat your dick and just walk away. <laughs> like Mike Robbins. <laughs> uh, like, is he still married to Susan Sarandon? No. Old Tim Robbins. They broke up. Wait, Tony Robbins or Tim Robbins? Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Oh, I don't know. I, I, He's married I to Janet. Tim Yo, is it fucking 10 o'clock? <laughs> I know that what, that made Candy laugh, so I'm guessing the answer is yes. No, oh, hey, I my name's Kyle. Is- I can talk about nothing for a long time. Bro, I didn't realize I could talk about nothing for just as long. <laughs> yeah. You just need some help sometimes. Oh, listen to that. Do you hear your old lady's ready to cut you on that one? Like, oh, oh, you yeah. didn't realize you talk about complete bullshit all the time, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I only like you know because your dick is perfect. <laughs> my friends have been explaining. Some of them are listening to this podcast I got. They've been explaining they like it mostly because they can put me on pause anytime they want. Yeah, that's Honestly, funny. This is the best conversation. <laughs> I we've see ever the appeal. I've never. I've oh, never oh you're that. selling a lot of combos short, brother. Uh, I'll I've take it, but uh, I mean, this is high up there. But dude, I don't know. Man. Usually, I, there's I, more people involved. We're actually all fighting for more ego time. You know what I mean? Dude, I, I find tattooers on, all pretty entertaining. You're on stage most of the time when we're having conversations. Now we're just talking, being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, I don't get imposter syndrome, but I am told I'm. I believe it to be an antisocial behavior. Whereas I don't like to be around people that much. But I love to be around people. But actually, I I hate to be around people so that when I'm around them, I kind of turn into a different, more extroverted person. I get, yeah. But then yeah, that takes a lot to to sustain that extroverted person. And by a weekend after that, I'm ready to go home. Well, Robbie, why do you think? Robbie is literally dating Kyle with titties. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's that Donna feels the same. Dude, that may, maybe that's why I enjoy talking to you so much. Who knew? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you'll be that handsome couple that we have sex with one day. Oh, it's <laughs> doubtful, brother. 
<laughs> you know, uh, when you have a sex life like mine, herpes is more of a speed bump than a stop sign. <laughs> but if you're ready, if you're ready to take on the advisory signs, you know, <laughs> guess we'll have to talk, bro. So, so maybe, so maybe Slurpy Herpes is the name of this episode. <laughs> Slurpy Herpes. You know, herpes, when herpes. I have a sex with a with a woman, oh, excuse me, for with a couple for the first time, that's automatically assumed that they have herpes. Because I know when we get done, they will. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I just pulling up my Doug Stanhope, Anthony Jeselnik. I'm going to be shocked if I don't get canceled on this one. And I fucking think it's hilarious. <laughs> what are you getting canceled for? <laughs> say, we say in the wrong words. I, we didn't talk anything you. about nobody's feminine penis. <laughs> would you, suck, would you suck a feminine penis? You suck a penis probably. I shouldn't even ask you if you suck a feminine penis. You're like, yeah. I've, I've not <laughs> sucked a penis. But okay. Oh, you did like say that, that was the only time the penis was in your mouth. If we're if we're in if we're in a situation where it's the right thing to do and it feels conducive to my fucking relationship and my fucking well being, you know, hey, if yeah. it happens, if it happens, it happens. Don't never say never because never always turns into sometimes. Okay. So I'm just saying, here well, we are. I'll tell you this uh, then to help you out in that endeavor. I guess what I have heard is um, that it is still heterosexual sex. If inside of a heterosexual relationship, you make a bet, say, right, and you agree that something, you know, and the the the, determ- the bet is going to be, well, if we have to have a threesome and it's either going to be you and two girls or it's going to be her and two dudes, and then you suck a guy's dick in the midst of that as part of that in re- arrangement, I understand that's still straight. We'll see. Because it's inside that. the confines of the heterosexual relationship. But like, just, I'm just trying to help you get find the loopholes, you know. I'm not, well, yeah, I get, and I appreciate your loopholes. But if it comes to a point where I feel like putting a dick in my mouth, I'm not going to worry <laughs> if it makes me gay or not. I'm going to worry okay. about: Am I going to enjoy this or not? It's a tasty. Because, I'm know, scared it, to find out they were tasty, and I'd be like, I denied this my whole life. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like heroin. I don't do it because I really think I would like it. You know, it could be, it could be, but you know, there is, there is a thing is too much of a good thing. So remember that too much cock. Yeah. I've seen that video too. I said, I told you I had a porn up subscription, man. I fucking (laughs) seen the too much cock too. All right. That is too much cock. So that's as bad as the too much come. There is too much bukkake on this screen. I feel like I need, I need a windshield wiper just from the videos I've watched. It's not. Right. <laughs> Clean so, that girl's so. face off. Why is that a thing? Is that what porn's come a long way, man? <laughs> <laughs> From nutting on some hairy bush back in the day in some poorly lit fucking room, mostly candles or something. I don't know what they had. You were making out shapes and stuff, trying to figure out is this even porn we're watching? You, you, <laughs> the, the, there's like wavy lines going across it because it was parental oh, restricted. God. I remember those days. I do. I do. And now fucking I didn't even put a filter on my He's probably the worst thing I've done as a parent or best. I don't know. I never filtered my kids search. I just told him, hey, man, be careful. You can't unsee shit. (laughs) I think that's some great fatherly advice. 
Honestly. I just didn't have the technological know-how. And I was like, and then what if he just starts working all the workarounds and kids are going to be more advanced than you anyways, using proxies and stuff like that, you know, like, oh, I, I just use a proxy. It's a way to get around shit like that. Like I had to start uh, learning about when I was getting worried about it back in the day, I was like, I'm going to have to learn about this because, you know, I don't want the kid, you know, turning out off, want to be a serial killer or some shit. And, and, uh, and, and, yeah, I fucked up there. He keeps on talking about killing people, man. It's just all about it. <laughs> Mostly only in his sleep and when his eyes are glowing. But fucking <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Oh, dude. You know, there's that. some I know I'm gonna have my brother on here eventually, and we're gonna talk about uh we're going to talk about Candy's giving me some kind of look. I don't know. But we're gonna talk about on sometime. Uh, that thing, you know how people always say, I turned out fine. Such, such, such and such happened to me and I turned out fine. I feel like I'm actually a better living example of that statement just being bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, I really ain't fine. Like my first, I got spanked and my first impulse is to, is to punch you in the face when we have a disagreement. Listen here, don't you recognize my strength? <laughs> I don't, it's just my first impulse. I, I, I am, I've, you know, thanks to court and jail i've found my way around you know i can stop those impulses but it's my first impulse somebody wants to give you a hard time at the fucking return you know you're like yeah i want your shitty product it's fucking crap fell apart as soon as i got there to fall apart did you steal it and then fucking bring it back no i'm not i didn't steal it and fucking bring it back to fucking you know what i just want to punch you in the face for even thinking that i don't know why it's because i was spanked right yeah, I, did I turn out fine? I don't know. I'm going to say no. There, there's that inner child again. I, I mean, there are people that don't want to punch people in the face in those situations. I see them I in line ahead of me. In the face a lot. Like that's why. That's why I fucking did you. Did <laughs> you get spanked as a kid? Yes, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> do so, you like to be spanked? Do you like to be nah, spanked sexually fun. too? Nah, nah. Okay, right on. Nah. I've been. Like, that, nah, that nah, one, nah, you're triggering me. <laughs> that one went over in my head somehow. I was like, because that is not my kink at all. And no, uh, but it, it. but it would be funny if people that um that got spanked like were into that kink just to spite their parents for it. <laughs> you know, like, you, like, you mom it, and dad. I got it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You don't know how oh, oh. I'm gonna come right now. Oh God, I hear that is the best way to stop almost any ass beating. It, it, or a spanking, I'm sure it would stop. Like, ah. If you did that during, he was like, "Okay, fight's over." Yeah, I don't so, even want to win. My favorite, my favorite fight enders was when a dude came up to me. I was wearing a gold grill. This was many moons ago, and we were at a, a, a fucking a bar. And this dude was. He comes up to me, starts scratching my teeth. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" Like with his hands oh, in your mouth? Yeah, yeah, in my mouth. And I'm like, oh, that's my grill. He's, he's trying to mandible claw you? Let's fucking Dude, catch his jack. It was really weird. But so I told him, I was like, what, you want to kiss? And he's like, what? I was like, well, are we going to fuck or are we going to fight? Like, what are you doing right. here, man? And this dude got so mad. I swear I saw steam come out of his ears. He stomped around in a circle. And then all of a sudden, like four big dudes were behind me, like all my homies. And then all of a sudden, he really rethought that situation. So, yes. Telling people you want to kiss them or fuck them definitely gets you away from the fight. It's my favorite it way. It's the funnest it's way. It's your favorite way. 
I don't know about favorite, I guess, but uh, I, I have it, it. I don't know. It didn't. I used a situation similar, but not in my face. Like it didn't get me out of a fight. I probably would have fought the kid just fine. I was a senior. He was, I think, a, a sophomore or possibly a junior. He was younger than me. He was a freshman. He was a freshman. It was, my, it was freshman English class. And I had freshman English class senior year because I also had a, a sophomore and a junior English class senior year. Cause they were like, you ain't getting out of the school without passing these fucking English classes. That's a requirement. <laughs> and I was like, well, quit making them first hour. You know, I don't show up for school uh, first hour. Like, <laughs> why are you guys doing that to the kid? Uh, so end of story there. Really? I didn't pass, but whatever. I ruined this kid. I made this kid gay. I made him gay. I made a kid gay once. So uh, he like the teacher left the room. And he wanted to make some big stink about some uh, some some shit. Like I hung out with some questionable people, right? Like some weird ass motherfucking goth. Like back back in my day, it wasn't goth, but these kids were goth. Like we didn't know we were like on the verge of goth, I guess, or something. I remember those days, yeah. So you you didn't know if they were if these kids were were gay or straight or what, and you knew you just didn't want to like them. And so there was a certain amount of animosity that that we would get. But I was like a wrestler and a tough kid that kind of protected those guys a bit. I mean, I don't know, but I, like I, I'm willing to take a punch. So yeah, I did. And the underdog, yeah. So at any rate, we, we go forward and, uh, and, and. Oh my God. You forgot. Don't laugh. Candy. That's not candy. Is thinks that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hilarious, but. These 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 goth kids. What am I thinking? They're not even goth kids. They listened to Cure though before there was a. I mean that was that that's the you know no one cut themselves, but they would have if they knew it was a thing. I think you know, and that's who they were. We we would. I did stick up for them several times. That's what it actually stopped me. I'm thinking about it. I remember this time that uh, these we. We used to hang out downtown Flint and sometimes people want to fuck with you. And oftentimes it would be black kids that just wanted to beat the shit out of some white kids that weekend. I ain't, I, I get whatever, you know, I ain't trying to say one or the other. And someone can say, oh, I don't know if race had to be involved with that. But no, it was 100 percent race driven. I went, trust through me. That. I went through that in high school in South Florida, except what they didn't know is like I'm part Cuban. So I got beat up for being white, but I was Cuban. <laughs> right. So I didn't really right. know how to feel about it. So, yeah, well, there's an uh, irony to, to me or us that we were all pretty uh, uh, driven on by equality, but uh, in, in right. more than one case, <laughs> getting jumped, my friends would run and scatter like roaches is I would kind of draw fire. Right. <laughs> I don't know a better word for it. So that's where I got stopped up in, in my story. Um, and I apologize, but oh, making the kid gay. So anyways, the kid wanted to make some kind of announcement to the class, basically, you know, like he's act, he wants like two girls actually are doing it for him. But he says something to them like that kid's gay. I heard he's gay. That kid right there is gay as shit. And they're like that senior, you know, and that senior that wrestles, uh, you know, that senior that I was actually wrestling heavyweight which I shouldn't have been, but it's whatever. I was heavyweight. So I wasn't a small kid. right? And uh, they, he, he said, they said, Hey, Kyle, we got a question. And I was like, what's, what's the question? They're like, no, no, get over here. We don't want to tell the whole classroom. We don't want to, you know, but we want to ask you something. I was like, well, I don't, 
at this point you are telling the whole classroom you've announced it over there it ain't like everybody ain't going to be listening to what you <laughs> whisper you know what i mean that's why i said so i was just like so just say it and then so then they wanted to throw this kid under the bus and they said he he wants to know if you're gay <laughs> and i just man I, the biggest dick move i probably ever did i guess i don't know maybe i've done dickier things but i said this kid you want to know if i'm gay and so i got up and i walked over to him i think he was pretty scared you could see him kind of shaking a bit you know and um or you can see it in his eyes he wasn't offer. He wasn't trying to put his guard up or nothing. You know, he wasn't ready for fisticuffs and it wasn't in my eyes. That I was going to fisticuffs him either. And I didn't, I grabbed him by his face and I gave him a kiss right on the lips. And that kid was gay for the rest of his fucking scene. <laughs> like, yeah, now you're gay. That's why I told him. I said, you want to know if I'm gay? Now you're gay. Enjoy that for the next four years, freshman. <laughs> so, so you, you made him gay by kissing him. I mean, the, that's the way I'm betting legend played out, right? Like oh, I'm a okay. senior and I'm out so, of here. So this was more like, so this was more like a, um, like a sex fiction uh, story from like hustler letters. Well, yeah, I don't know that he, he got a fascinate like that. He was all like, I really am. But I know that everybody with that. I'm like, we knew this girl. She never put marbles in her vagina. <laughs> You know, there's been no proof. Yeah, we told her. <laughs> but we everybody called her fucking marbles. You know what I mean? Like, I so terrible. I felt the same about this kid. I was like, oh, you're going to fuck around with me like that and like get everybody questioned. First off, I don't care if you think that I'm gay or not, unless you're asking me on a date, you know, then it fucking it ain't going to matter to me. Uh, oh my God. And second off, I bet it matters to you a lot. And. Now you're going to be gay. Now you're gay. Look at you being gay over there. You, <laughs> you didn't fight back enough. And I, I don't know, somewhere in my head, maybe I think it would be funny if somehow that did twist him up somewhere where he like couldn't ever think he's having sex no, now. And like he's always right. thinking of that moment. No. He's like, remember when Kyle just, just pushed that's, himself on me. No, that's just, came over, came over and yeah. just came over and took it. Like, are man, I want to be kissed like that. Are you stroking <laughs> your dick about this right now? Or are you like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna come. Oh. No, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Look, look, hold on. But you, so, you're making me think maybe I should. No, I, that's more. I, that's like the nine seven six. I still called. Are you amazed that sex lines exist? I see. I go watch the TV at night and fucking they want to. There's girls that want to talk to me. Are you you kidding me? There's Pornhub. You are so much like Donna. Do you know (laughs) I've been having to pee for like two hours and I've been trying to fucking end this fucking interview like 30 minutes ago. (laughs) Well, keep roping me into conversation. Well, you you stayed too long and you said too much. So (laughs) you, you should be leaving. You you take advantage of people's weakness. I'm over here being weak to your conversation, and I need to be so bad I'm gonna give myself a UTI. Hey, hey, you you wanna you wanna rethink that whole alpha bit? (laughs) Now you know how they feel when they come up and meet me. That's how they feel. When they come up and they're like, Oh, I've watched you on TV, you were in my living room, I love you, and I'm like, Yes, come into my parlor. I said the spider to the fly. Let's talk. How do you feel about the American flag? 
<laughs> what? I just want to fucking get you talking about. Does it does it hurt it when people kneel on a football field? I don't know. Does it oh, like take a take Dude, a punch? Oh, right in the gut. You just love the trigger points, and you just want to hey, fucking take out for You were on that season, weren't you? On the season uh, with Aaron Is, right? Yes. It was that. Uh, was that when they he did when they played the national anthem? I don't know. I was, for the I finale I went, before, I went home before that episode yeah oh, well, the, yes. the finale oh no the finale oh fuck I forgot about that yeah didn't Aaron take a knee yeah okay so yeah so you were there I don't know I don't I didn't I don't know. know what happened I, I mean to ask him eventually he, he made it a point to tell me one time that he thought it was bullshit that they uh that they did it and the Ali I guess spoke up and said something like y'all are disrespecting the flag gets hurt you just mag- you squeezed a, a tear out of the flag. Now the colors are going to run. Uh, it's going to it's going to oh, turn black God. and white. Have a thin blue line in the middle now because the colors done running. I don't. He said some shit that didn't happen. That's a lot, man. I don't. I man. Who? I don't remember that. You what know, I supplant a lot of my own shit. I, 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 I the story you know is too boring by itself. Sometimes it needs help. Oh, it's like adding salt to a recipe, you know, you, you don't you don't follow the recipe on that. You go with what you know, like what the family like, you know, dude, I need to go pee so bad. I got to end this. <laughs> All right. We love you, brother. It's great talking to you. you know, you've stayed too long. You've said too much. Usually I say it the other way, but it sounds like sounds like it's you. So I win. I'm the winner. <laughs> <laughs> take care if, if your if your inner child needs that win you can have that <laughs> oh now you're gonna bring it down to my child why are you always talking about kids and shit man shouldn't you be leaving the young kids alone don't you do like some motivational things y'all trying to hurt people talking about exactly how their kid feels man you just you just took all those courses so you could learn how to hurt somebody more huh i see the truth of it <laughs> All right, I'm letting you go. Candy's Candy's making me give up. Uh, I, I was trying. That was Take fun. care, brother. Take care, man. <laughs> I'm excited for this one to drop. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, will do. Take care. All right, peace. Peace. I've stayed too long. I've said.